0: we love professional wrestling acknowledge me this is sunday night's main event the cream of the crop nobody does it better on the iHeartRadio talk network because you love something
1: fresh in you don't you we deserve better people the best there is the best there was and the best there ever will be
0: do i have everybody's attention now my
2: god what an impact
3: Well, hello everyone, Mike McGuire here from Sunday night's main event. Welcome to the best of 2022. Joining us tonight is going to be the entire SNME radio podcast panel, except for the dads and the dark side of the elite guys and anybody else who makes guest appearances. Basically, the five mains is what you got here. I'm Mike McGuire, joining me, Boris Roberto Aguilar. Hello. You can hear him with me every Tuesday morning or late Monday night. On Tuesday morning, cook Joe Aguinaldo. What's up? What's up? The man of a thousand beard hairs, Matt Ederer.
1: Hey, how's everybody doing out there? It's the most wonderful time of the year. And, ladies and gentlemen,
3: he hates it when I do this, but I'm going to butter him up and build him oh, up Jesus. huge. The man, the myth, the legendary, the only man who keeps the integrity of this show flowing, one of the SNME original, Dan the mouth Levransky everybody yeah <laughs>
2: thank you for that <laughs> smattering of applause there ladies and gentlemen I noticed hello still... boys hello hello thanks for that you know what this time Mike because it's Christmas and I'm mm-hmm. in the right state of mind I will accept ex- that was quite a nice gift I have to say that was hey, quite buddy. the nice gift the right state of um, mind so how many Great Lakes beers are he in <laughs> I'm only on number one I'm having I'm having the winter ale at the moment which ah, is delicious. nice. I totally love it yeah so uh yeah don't worry i'll, I'll pace myself i promise jason <laughs> offered me a
3: care package to be sent to me and the problem is is that i would have taken him up on it but where i am in the middle of canada we've had a week of minus 35s yeah yeah so, i didn't want to come home to a box of exploded
2: <laughs> exactly
3: <laughs> great yeah, lakes yeah. beer so yeah Anyway, for those just joining us for the first time, this is an annual SNME radio tradition. This goes back to the old days, though. Mouth,
2: the late fifties actually was the first time. <laughs> the first time we did it, yeah, yeah. The show sounded a lot like this. Yeah. Welcome to Sunday Night's main
3: event yeah, tonight. Yeah, we are the was, best of it was,
2: 2022. It was a lot. It was a lot different. 1955. <laughs> Whipper Billy Watson. Okay. <laughs> where will George Hackenschmidt place tonight? Yes, exactly.
3: We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway we are gonna go through the best of the year our opinions your opinions patreon.com snme radio we want to thank everybody that supported the show through the year and what a year in wrestling it was um, this before we dive into this let's let's look at the year overall and, and how are we feeling as wrestling fans without getting into specifics cuz lord knows we have enough specifics to Yeah, like. exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, we'll cover that uh, honestly overall at, at this stage of the game, I am I'm in uh, I'm in a pretty good place. I'm in a pretty good place. I'm uh I think that, you know, you've got a strong North American promotion with AEW. I mean, of course, you have the WWE giant. Um you have New Japan. I mean, Uh, hopefully something with ring of honor. There's lots, there's lots out there. And the other thing is too, if you know, one thing doesn't suit your style, fancy, whatever, there's lots of other options to choose from. That's what I think I like the best is that I don't feel you have to pay attention to everything, but man, there are some good options out there. Yeah, this was definitely not the year that you had to go searching for wrestling. If anything,
3: you were trying to figure out your schedule on how to watch it. Matt Ederer, how are you feeling as a wrestling fan as we come to the end of 2022?
1: Uh, Well, I got to be honest, I was a little more excited for the state of the wrestling business last year, I think, Mike, uh, with CM Punk, like still freshly coming back. And uh, I don't know. It just felt like the the clouds, you know, are a little darker this year. Vince McMahon is looming again. I don't know, but but you know, all <laughs> things considered, what what uh, what Mouth said is correct. Like there's so much wrestling out there. You shouldn't be hate watching wrestling in 2022. You right. can find something for you uh, in this crazy wrestling business. So to be honest, I was a little more pumped last year, but we're still spoiled with great wrestling.
3: I like that very Grinch-esque depiction of Vince McMahon. <laughs> Everyone loved legitimate pro wrestling, except for the Vince. He did not.
1: <laughs> it, it remains to see. We, uh, we, we, uh, we will see if Vince's heart will grow three sizes. Hopefully, only his heart and not other parts of his body growing. Oh, three dude! Sizes. Put up, Shig oh, had to be done. Had to be done.
3: That's the first edit for the show. All
1: right,
4: <laughs> <laughs> Boris Aguilar. We're super spoiled with wrestling. I think that's the the best word to describe it. And I'm super happy. I'm pumped. Honestly, if you really wanted to, you can spend all of your entertainment hours and dollars just on wrestling. Boy, can you? Boy, can you? And some.
3: I I don't know if you can see underneath, but maybe some more figures have entered the collection uh, in the last little while because, uh, damn it, they keep making them. Yep. (laughs) Last but not least, Joe Aguinaldo, how are you feeling as a wrestling fan coming to the end of 2022?
0: You know what, I, I think uh, overall it was a good year. I agree with what everyone else has said. Um, there's just there's a lot of good wrestling on on TV. But like, you know, like every other year, there was there were some ups and downs. Uh, certainly, as uh, as Matt mentioned, the Vince thing was was looming. But I mean, there have been worse years in wrestling. So I'd say overall it was a pretty, pretty fun year.
3: There you have it. Well, we are going to get to it right away now. Boris, you're the the tabulator. You're the uh, oracle of our Batman Gotham City setup here. So take us through the process of uh, the best and worst voting and how things were picked together. And I don't know, is there a process, or do you just go, oh, neat, that's what people chose?
4: So yeah, so it's pretty much we decide what categories we want to do every year. Uh, the past few years, we've been using the same categories. Uh, so you know it's really the hardest thing to figure out is when do we send this ballot out before when it was just WWE we can send it out like in June and we'd have best and worst ready right but with so much great wrestling available you know we had peep reviews just up until mid December right so finding out that timing of when we're going to record these shows and the stop the ballot do the counting that takes up you know the most of the process to be honest so we get the categories patrons only get this patrons fill it out and you know we we count them up and there we go i think we had the majority of patrons we had over a hundred responses this year which is fantastic to see Uh, a lot of people were excited and you're going to see that like there's a lot of variation and what people liked they liked and oh boy were there things that some people hated (laughs)
3: Well, that'll be for the worst of.
4: So one of my favorite
3: things while listening to this show is seeing where fans were at the year prior as well. So not only do we have your best of worst ofs for 2022, but Boris has been kind enough to provide where fans were at in 2021. So keep that in mind with your answers tonight, gentlemen. Are you ready to get going with the best of 2022 in the world of professional wrestling? Let's do do it. it. Let's do it here we go we start off with the best wrestler of 2022 this was a wildly interesting poll from the patrons before we get to that let's start with the round table on my screen joe aguinaldo is up top so you're going
0: first sir who do you got um okay there's a bunch of candidates that you could have picked at any given time during the year but ultimately i actually went with chris jericho he had a bunch of matches with like a wide range of opponents like Brian Danielson, who, by the way, was my runner up, uh, Bandito, Ishi, Mox, and most recently, Action Andretti, baby. Um, he, was, <laughs> <laughs> like, he was at or near the top of the cards. He won the ROH championship in September. That led to another reinvention of his character. And like, really, there may be better workers during the year. There may be better talkers. But when you look at the whole package, not many did it better than Jericho.
3: All right. Fair enough. Uh, Matt, how do you feel about best wrestler for 2022?
1: I got to go with John Moxley this year. I think he had the most good matches, the most good promos, because MJF was gone for a lot of the year, and Eddie Kingston was suspended for some of the year. So most important wrestler, best wrestler, male wrestler of 2022. Male wrestler now, because we're doing female as well. But on the yes. male side, John Moxley uh, has to be my choice. I think he was actually... It was actually pretty uh, lopsided. I didn't really think there was a good second contender, although Joe made a really good case for Jericho. Jericho might be my silver medal now.
2: Mr. Mouth, your best wrestler for 2022 is. Yeah, I'm in the same spot, but I have to qualify my picks here before I get into this because I did not spend a lot of time watching anything much outside of AEW. So I have a very AEW-centric selection I can't comment on stuff I didn't watch I don't do right. that so mine so that would make it I'm with Matt I picked John Moxley I mean he was coming off rehab as he started the year and I thought he just had a really great uh year I uh, tried to make the best of the stuff that happened with Punk uh he like as Matt said always good matches great interviews most of the time and um you know a good an excellent baby face in the modern era. And it's sometimes hard to get a baby face that people will get behind, but I think he's managed to achieve it with what the character he has. So Moxley and Boris Aguilar, your
3: thoughts.
4: Right. So I'm going to go with a good old Canadian boy from Impact Wrestling, Josh Alexander. This is someone that's been able to take Impact Wrestling. And in the year that Impact Wrestling has, I'm going to say it, made an impact. He's done a fine job as their champion throughout the year. Right. Uh, So my vote goes to Josh Alexander.
3: Okay, I'm going to take my pick out of a world title picture, at least as far as a singles title. And my pick was Dax Harwood. And I'm I'm curious as to your guys' thoughts on that. I thought as far as not just being the hell of a hand guy, but this guy could literally wrestle with anybody, anywhere, anytime, even though he lost 90% of those singles matches against (laughs) everybody. I think it it speaks to the versatility of this guy. Plus, people still care about FTR as a whole. So I I stayed away from the world champion side of thing, but uh, by no means was that... Uh, a knock on anybody else there, but uh, anybody's got thoughts on Dax?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really excellent call, Mike. Honestly, Dax, uh, some great promos. We never saw that side of Dax until this year where he could cut some heartfelt promos and main event pay-per-views, important shows. So I think that's a really good call, man.
3: Okay, well, as for the SNME Radio patrons at patreon.com SNME Radio, the number one winner, much to the agreeance of many of this panel, John Moxley got top spot here it was actually a tie in percentages here because roman reigns who didn't get mentioned by any of us but roman was also in with 22 percent, and will osprey came in with 19 percent. so i'm, I'm kind of curious to see how many new japan and outside north american efforts we're going to see although will was in aew a bit here and there and new japan does wrestle in north america now i guess so it'll be interesting but going back to what you said Mouth earlier this is something that we want everybody to consider is that these are lists based on us five chuckleheads who watch what we watch Mouth doesn't watch anything much more than AEW or Japanese stuff I myself I'm very WWE centric cuz Joe and I have to sit through Monday night raw every week <laughs> and frankly it's it's still the biggest show in the business but I do pick from around the world, so to speak. Uh, Boris, I know you and Matt track Impact, you track Stardom, and all these other promotions around the world as well. And uh, it's very, very diverse. So I don't think there's any right or wrongs in this, at least until we get to the worst of list. But uh, we'll, we'll worry about that later. Uh, just exactly. for comparison to last year, interested on your guys' feedback. This last year, the overall pick from the listeners is... Kenny Omega was wrestler of the year. Does that still hold? He's not even in the conversation this year. No, not, not this year. No, I don't think so. not with with him being hurt for a lot of the year. Yeah. Yeah, And then being suspended suspended as well. Yeah. That didn't help either. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Let's shift over to the ladies. This time we're going to go backwards here and Boris, you're going to start your favorite female wrestler of the year. Who do you got for best
4: for me? It's coming from stardom and it's Julia, my girl, Julia from stardom. She's holding and really keeping that uh, promotion afloat. And together she has a huge title match coming. She's had great matches throughout the year. So my vote's going to Julia.
2: All right, mouth. Uh, Well, again, I have to pick her. She's great on the microphone. Uh, she had some great matches. I mean, I-, I have to give honorable mention to Thunder Rosa, but unfortunately because of what happened with her and, this last part of the year, she's out of the picture. Um, I I go with Britt Baker. She's the one lady when I watch AEW that I'm always happy to see her, and um, I think there's going to be some change. I'll I'll have some different picks next year, because I think there's a couple that are on the horizon that could take over, but for this year, I think it was Britt Baker.
3: Mr. Editor. your turn for best female wrestler of the year. Who do you got?
1: Uh, I'm going to be a nerd just like Boris, but I'm going with Shiuri from stardom not julia i actually i'm interested to hear boris pick julia sure is the champion of stardom the current world of stardom champion she's held the title all year and yeah i just think uh i i think she is the champion and arguably best wrestler most important wrestler again of what a lot of people consider to be the best promotion like stardom fans are hardcore about stardom. They will tell you that stardom is the best promotion, the best book, the best matches. So I think she deserves it. Wow, uh, female wrestler of the year, Shiori, world of stardom champion.
3: Joe Aguinaldo, your favorite
0: female wrestler from the year. Who's the best? Um, because I watched both Raw and AEW, I was torn between uh Brit was my runner-up, but easily for me was Bianca Belair. She was on top of the raw women's division pretty much for the year, and actually she still is. She's had great matches against Becky early, Bailey later, and uh great charisma, her mic skills got better. Um and the the final sort of straw on that is or the cherry on that is that she competed in a fitness competition while still wrestling and that's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, when those pictures came out in that story like no
3: and she wasn't telling anybody either until it happened. Yeah. It was like wow, that was impressive. Uh I seem to go for the supporting cast when it comes to this list because my pick for best female wrestler this year was Asuka anytime she's come out she's always been a hard hitter you know she's delivered yeah they made her super goofy but I think that she's actually ending on a high note now there's a bit of a transition for those that aren't familiar she's losing the face paint she's getting more aggressive there's been teases on her social media of returning back to more of her Kana personality from Japan where it's it's very serious and very cutthroat so I also do have to sway like I was I was biased because I got to see a lot of wrestling live this year and that triple threat match at Hell in a Cell where she just basically was the perfect piece in the middle of everything else going on in that match. There was so much happening there. Uh, I thought Asuka has always held her own. And again, like Dax, I think she's just someone that you can always count on to come out there and pretty much always deliver. So. There you go for best female from us. As for our SNME Radio Patreon members, uh, best wrestler number one with 32%. Joe's pick, Bianca Belair. In a bit of a distant second, it was 16%. Britt Baker. And in third place, Jamie Hayter with 10%. That's a pretty pretty sans rise for Jamie Hayter considering where she was at the start of 2022 versus where she is now, fellas, your thoughts on those three? Well,
2: she's actually one of the ones that I was alluding to. I think one of the ones that next year she might be much closer to being to the top because I definitely see development and improvement with her throughout the last year. So yeah, I, I could see her being
0: in an, even a better spot next year. And she might she might be coming up on one of my one of my picks soon, just as a <laughs> spoiler. All right, uh, Matt Boris, any
3: thoughts there? You well, see
4: it with the numbers, really, that there's just a lot of division, right? Like uh, people were picking Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Thunder Rosa. There were even some votes for Chate Gargo. So that's what? why we see like such a division. Oh my goodness.
2: Mel, I thought mirror. you weren't
3: submitting your votes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Good <laughs> lord. What? A, oh my goodness. Whoa. All right.
3: All right, fellas. Let's move on to tag teams then. I, I don't know how this goes any other way. Oh, last year's picks, by the way, just before we do that, last year, uh best wrestler was Britt Baker, followed by Thunder Rosa. Charlotte Flair. Where the heck is Charlotte Flair? Mm, yeah. Uh Deanna Perazzo, Becky Lynch, and uh Sheeta, Mickey James, Rhea Ripley all made the list as well. So uh Britt Baker taking a bit of a drop from last year's patrons, but that's okay. Uh again, Bianca had an amazing year, and she is definitely a top star in the women's division. Uh, when Becky's not around, let's put it that yep. way. Okay, tag teams here, Matt. Let's start with you since you didn't get to really sound off on the uh, the female wrestlers there, Matt. I- I'm picturing a sweep with this, but let's see where you go. Tag team of the year.
1: Yeah, to me, landslide victory has to be has to be FTR. Uh, Dax Harwood, wrestler of the year contender in his own right, and uh, they've just been doing awesome things, cutting promos, important matches and elevating guys such as the acclaimed such as the gun club so yeah i think this is a slam dunk home run FTR has to be
3: let me just ask the panel here anybody here not pick FTR? all right there's your answer folks yep. yeah yeah <laughs> absolutely we just-
2: yeah, I absolutely. Am, I mean, come on. They might have not have been booked the best, and there were certainly, definitely possibilities in AEW that I I think have been missed with them. But man, it doesn't matter who you put them in there with. They had the amazing series with the Briscoes that just wrapped up at Final Battle. Um, you know, for me, it was when they just recently when they had the match with the Acclaimed, and they went in there and they had a fabulous match. I'm just like. These are the guys, man. These guys—they can work with anybody. They can make anybody look good. Just yeah, for me, definitely no other. It's a—it was a super easy pick.
3: They were the ones that were picked to help Ricky Steamboat with his amazing comeback. Right. I mean, right. exactly. There's no questioning this as far as the actual poll. Does anybody else want to throw flowers to FTR here before we keep going? <laughs> Okay, cool. Uh, the best tag team was picked by the patrons. FTR, 25% there. Uh, distant second, the acclaimed with 10%. The Young Bucks got 6% in third. And I can't believe this, but the Usos were like in the, the notable picks category. Now, they do have that record-setting streak as far as the titles go. Uh, WWE tag team scene as a whole. Mouth, I know you won't have anything on this, but from what we've seen in wwe this year tag teams are starting to come back but is it legit in your mind that there shouldn't be a single wwe tag team in our top three here guys
0: yes (laughs) i all right joe i no i just like when you compare aew to wwe Usos are good new day are good not knocking that like you know the the brawling brutes are fun but when you compare that to what we see on AEW every week, no comparison. Like I'm actually surprised the Usos are that that high because I personally think they're overrated.
3: Ooh, Joe, not feeling
0: East. Usy at all.
3: Not yeah. feeling the Usy.
0: <laughs> Boris. No, no, like I like Jay, I like Jimmy. Just I think as a team they're overrated. Yeah, just don't let them drive, Boris. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on?
3: <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Moving on. Last year, uh, it was a clean, sweep, clean sweep as well. FTR definitely took the top spot. So, uh, just consistency there with those guys. This is probably going to be another pretty close sweep, I think. But surprise me, fellas. Best on the microphone for the men this year. Uh, let's, let's go with the patrons first here and see if anybody disagrees. 70%. Wow. Of the vote. 70%. Went to MJF. That's a big number. Sami Zayn in a distant second at 12.5%. Uh, Cody, CM Punk, and John Moxley all tied for third. Okay. Anybody here not pick MJF?
4: Me. Boris. Boris. Hey. Yep.
3: All right. Let's start with Boris yep. first. Who I went with
4: Sami Zayn. The reason why I went with Sami Zayn is because he's able to take these heavily scripted promos and make them sound natural and make them sound great. How scripted they are is up for debate, but you know that they're a lot more scripted than what MJF does. So I give a lot more credit to Sami Zayn for just being able to go out and have these epic, memorable promos in WWE.
3: All right, Joe, you were the other person that didn't pick MJF. So who's your
0: pick for best man on the mic? I, I got to go with John Moxley on this. Um, like, don't get me wrong, MJF right. was great on the mic, but he was away for a for a chunk of the year. John Moxley did it all year. All right, fair enough. That's and that's the thing too. Like this year was so weird. There were so many gaps
3: for so many stars. I think that that can play a factor in our decisions here. Uh, I, I had MJF by a bit of a landslide. I actually had him close tied with Punk personally because when they worked together it was magic. Like there was no doubting what was going on here. We're getting a show, but uh, MJF definitely now he's in this run as world champion. Uh We won't talk about the belt, but actually they did fix that. <laughs> they did fix that thing a bit too. I saw, so that's good, but it's just one of those things where he's in a, a make or break position right now. This is really where MJF is going to make or break himself. And so far He's firing on all cylinders. I I think that a, a surprise contender for me, and he, he might be higher on the list next year if he gets to, was Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks just showed oh, up out yeah. of nowhere this year. Big time. Like, wow. Well,
2: the, the seeds were always kind of there with Starks, but yeah, now he's had the place, and he and I think that was perfect to put him against someone like MJF, so we really could see how good this guy is and how quick he is on his feet. So, yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. I could see that totally happening. Uh, this year and just quickly for mjf the other thing for me that just put him over the top was all the stuff with regal as well like i mean just uh, those those segments with regal were just like if we had promo of the year category that that those would have been the segments right there
1: matt your thoughts of the year uh i think mjf has to be the choice um Someone I want to shout out is Eddie Kingston. No one's really shouted him out yet. I think he's the only other person on that A-plus level that MJF is at where he makes me actively want to buy pay-per-views. He makes me more invested in everything he does. I just think yeah. he's an incredible performer on the level of an MJF, like A-plus, one of the all-time greats on the microphone. Dead serious, Eddie Kingston, when, I think.
2: What, no, no, I, I, when he has the chance and the opportunity, I agree because he's one of those best off-the-cuff kind of guys. Yes. And there's, there's few of them that can make... it work but he's he's just so good at it you can tell that what just came out of his mouth was just came into his brain the second before like he's so great at that quick ad-lib stuff and having that weird humor too he's got that weird humor thing going on he i i enjoy him a lot in fact i didn't think we got enough eddie kingston promos this year agreed Eddie Kingston is the kind of guy that I always want to stay on the good side of. That's
3: my only hope. Is that if I ever gets to talk to him, like I hope it goes incredibly well. Because if it doesn't, I will never feel good about myself. I'm sure he will make that happen. Boris, uh, your final thoughts here on best
4: on the mic for guys. Yeah, look, like I said, MJF is by far the best, right? But um, like I said, for me, Sammy, Sammy, everything he did in such a scripted environment uh, made like stood out for me. So I had to kind of go in that direction. Uh, And the other thing was, you know, the uh, MJF was gone for a bit. So that's fair. Okay,
3: last year's list, MJF had over half of the vote of 54%. Then it was Eddie Kingston, Punk and uh, Roman Reigns in there as well. So not much change, really. Overall, MJF still a dominant leader there. This I'm interested to see what gets generated from the entire panel here. Best on the mic for females. And I hate saying females. Can we say women? Can we say ladies? what, what, what can we say? Females, it sounds like sounds like we're going to a lab sounds, or something.
1: It sounds a little incel y We can do men yeah. and women. Yeah, let's let's Aren't do women. Josh
4: yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Little little Josh Briggs-ish, little Bricks Jensen-ish there. All right. For the women,
2: best on the microphone, eeny meeny miny mouth uh i i, I brit baker she i just i she's continues to crack me up it, it, it's it's and it's not just the things that she says but it's the whole presentation what she the looks on her face the way she talks to certain people i i still i still think she's one of the best ladies on the mic uh let's go boris best on the mic for Britt the
3: wing. Baker.
4: Britt Baker for me again, she's been around all year. She just stood out, she keeps me entertained uh, with what she has to say, and you know, she just does an all around great job, uh, you know, just saying what she wants
0: to and getting her point across. Uh, Joe Britt DMD, um, this character may have stalled, but she's still. Head and shoulders best on the mic in AEW, men or women. Um, that said, though, uh, if Bailey or Becky had been around long longer this year, I might have picked one of those two. And Matthew, your thoughts?
1: Has to be Britt Baker. Britt Baker is a star, man. I get compliments when I walk around Toronto and wear my Doctor Britt Baker T-shirt. Straight up, like it's been it's been a while since a wrestler has kind of broken out on the cult level that Britt Baker has, I really think she's underutilized. As crazy as that might sound, I think Tony Khan doesn't quite realize what he has in Britt Baker. She's, 100%. Uh, she is a star, and yeah, I think she's by far the best on the mic. Though, there are some contenders coming up. I've been liking Jamie Hayter's promos a lot lately. Soraya, she can she can talk. She she uh, She's hit and miss like Cody Rhodes, but her hits are big, big hits. So I think there might be some competition in 2023, but for now, it's Britt Baker by landslide
3: almost landslide because I actually did go with your theory towards the end there with when it's a big hit, it's a big hit. And yeah. Joe, I kind of leaned towards your thought as well. I thought when Becky came back, there was no question at all. Uh, just how much more natural she is, how much more playful she can be like, she can make you love her or hate her, even though you don't want to hate her. You hate that they're trying to make you hate her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Uh, yep and and so i i always i got a soft spot in my heart for becky i don't know why but i do and i think that i I like this whole thing where she's going out into the crowd now (laughs) 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 you missed this mouth i'm sure but she actually has started going out into the crowd and including fans in her promos while she's basically crap talking whoever's in the ring and uh
0: it it's was for, good. It, what Was it Bob? Yeah, it was Bob. Bobby, Bob or was, some, Bob. Bobby yeah, was Bobby. Yeah, but it was Bobby. And then there was the, the drunk dude, allegedly.
2: Yeah. So. She,
0: <laughs>
3: so she gets in with this one guy. And it's like, you know, Bob's not an idiot. How can you call him that? And then there's this other guy she goes down to and talks to. Him. And I, I'm not even going to say his name. I do remember, but I'm not going to say it. But he gets like two words in. And clearly, he's been hitting the bar before the show.
2: Oh, she, man. She just steps That's right hilarious. back.
3: But I mean, even that shows me she can handle anything. And yeah. it's given to her. So, I mean, no no disrespect to Britt. But I'm going to stand up for Becky here. As far as the patrons, uh, Britt did win by a landslide. 60% there. 16% for Oof. Becky and Ten for Bailey, which, again, I think is indicative, Joe, of what you said as far as the timing goes. So uh, that was this year's pick. As far as last year, best on the mic for the ladies, we had Britt Baker, Becky Lynch, and Deanna Purrazzo. She took third. So, yeah. How's Deanna doing these days? Very quiet. Yeah. All right. Well, just like the end of that segment was, let's move on to uh, people that literally can't keep their mouths shut. Otherwise, they wouldn't have jobs. The best on-air talents as far as announcers or backstage reporters. I'm going to go ahead and throw a flag on this. I think there may have been a Boris sympathy vote here for people to listen to NXT talk. But let's go through it anyways first uh, around the panel. And this time, we'll start with uh, you, Joe. Go ahead. Your best on-air talent. Who do you got?
0: Uh, I got to give a shout-out to Pat McAfee, who I always love watching on announce. But my choice this year was the guy that I actually had as my worst announcer last year, and that's Taz. Um, he's great on commentary. He's got credibility being a, a former wrestler. And now that Team Taz is over, everything makes sense. Um, and then on top of that, him singing Ruby Soho's entrance is hilarious. <laughs> yes has mm-hmm. yeah, singing yeah, sure. anything is hilarious, but... but, but Ruby Soho, especially cause he even did it this week as well. And it was great. All right, Matt, who's your favorite
1: on air broadcaster? Uh, I'm going to be sticking with AEW. I think it's gotta be Excalibur. He's calling every big AEW show. I think he does a great job of being funny, balancing that line between telling the stories while also calling the action and his uh his you know reading the card uh skills have become legendary he just can recite uh, a full week of wrestling in about a quarter of a 2.5
2: second. seconds yeah. exactly uh, in 2.5 seconds
1: without taking a breath
2: yeah yeah you guys yeah. insane
1: yeah he's the usain bolt of reads it's crazy he's, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's
2: my pick as well. Excalibur. I just think he does such a great job at steering the ship every week, dealing with all these different voices. He's constantly got uh, other people coming in, wrestlers, managers, and he always seems to make it work no matter what the combo is. So yeah, I go with Excalibur. Best announcer in a mask ever. (laughs) So there. It's, uh, it's him, got and, me Mr. There.
1: him <laughs> and Mr. Wrestling 2 on Mid South, right? I was oh, on Mid South. I saw Mid right. Wrestling yeah, 2. that's right.
2: That's right. <laughs> Boris?
4: See, I think next year we're going to have to split up announcer and backstage reporter because I picked backstage reporter. And oh, you know who I picked? My girl from NXT, the hardest working reporter in all of professional wrestling, Mackenzie Mitchell. She's great. Again, I'm going with the whole. WWE, you know, everyone in WWE sounds like a robot backstage. Mackenzie Mitchell doesn't. And she's actually been giving a character and she's helping put over big body Javi. She's helping put over someone week to week over NXT the past few weeks. The work she's been doing on NXT like the past month or two, just so good. So good. No one better. She's like at Mean Gene, Okerlund, Renee Paquette levels. Easy there, bold. Tiger. Easy there.
1: <laughs> it's <laughs> bold, true. I'm do. i, I I'm watching the shows with Boris. I do have to you shout out Mackenzie for like dragging Javier Bernal, kicking and screaming to some form of relevancy. She's will, doing
3: yeoman's work. I will give you Renee Paquette on the rise when she got to WWE and became Renee Young. I'll give you that for now. Mean Gene, though. I gotta,
1: <laughs> I, gotta
3: <laughs> I gotta stop you
4: there. I gotta throw some, some some craziness in this show. Well,
3: I might hit you guys with something different here because I've only seen this guy a handful of times this year, or heard him, I should say. But I gotta say, one of the people I really enjoy listening to is Caprice Coleman.
0: Caprice yes. Coleman from Ring yes, of Honor. It. Yes, who, who seconds even
3: Rickabonni. Uh Coleman, like even on this last ROH pay-per-view. He's just not over the top. He's not barking out stats. He's always very conversational in his delivery. And what he says matters. He's not he's not feigning or faking disappointment if something goes wrong. He's he's calling it for what it is. And I think that there's they're just sleeping on a talent here in Caprice Coleman. Maybe maybe his life outside of it doesn't allow him to to be on a full AEW schedule or something, but Man, talk about missing a boat here by not having yeah, that guy on more of your TV. Yeah,
2: I, I agree. He's 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 super slick. He's been a revelation for a few years now, because I, I remember when he first started, he was kind of shaky. But man, he he has he's totally blossomed into. And the other thing is, he works so well with Boni. like in terms of teams they're one of the best teams out there the two of them just work together so well so yeah i totally i totally agree he should be he he should be in a better spot he is very talented
4: coleman actually he still wrestles right so that's one of the things that prevents him from announcing full-time is that he still is a wrestler he still made appearances for nwa the past few months uh so that he's kind of tied up doing that as well i but guess yeah. just like mouth said him and rick in my opinion are the t- are the best team in wrestling right now
3: i you know and and not to speak bad about his wrestling at all but i think he's being wasted in the ring if if that's the case Agreed. because just so good on the mic, uh, as and, and that's a horrible thing to say. I, I want to take that back. I don't mean it in the bad way, though. You know what I mean? I think it's just a case of this guy's just so slick and so smooth. As far as our patrons, though, we had a one, two, three, four-way tie, apparently, Ooh. for uh, first-place best-on-air announcer. This is where I do say we got to shake things up a bit here, but Tony Shavani came in in the top, along with Renee Paquette, Excalibur, and Pat
2: McAfee wow Wow. because Tony Schiavone has basically uh, turned into a cheerleader in the past few months almost all his commentary just seems to be centered on being the the kind of the raw raw guy like boy we're seeing a great match here guys and boy he sure is making a comeback here like he's you know this is great isn't this great fellas I love this I love Tony Schiavone I really do but he is very much a cheerleader now you know
4: Yeah. now read the next one Mike uh
3: Okay, I want to give the percentages for this, too, though, because it's ridiculous. Those four were each voted in at 16%. That's how split this was. It's like right. ev- almost every patron except for seven or eight picked one person because every announcer in the business is listed. But in number two, Kevin Kelly and Mackenzie Mitchell.
1: Hey, <laughs> Tied for Boris second. is converting people. Yeah, that's Happen. right.
3: <laughs>
4: one person at a time. <laughs> Do people owe you money, Boris? Is that the problem? Oh, you have no idea what people owe me or what I owe people. (laughs) No, I don't. And I don't want to.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Edit number two. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I'm keeping that one in there. That was creepy. I know. All right. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm not even going to bother with last year on this year because it's basically the same people. But uh, best non-wrestling performer, uh, GM manager, etc., Let's, uh, Matt, let's start with you this time. Who do you got for the best non-wrestling performer in the wrestling you've watched this year?
1: Mike, you scrumptious little marshmallow, scrummy, scrummy, scrummy. It's gotta be, it's gotta be William Regal. I think to be fair, they did not land the plane on this one. But for the for the like nine months that William Regal was in AEW up until MJF socked him in the back of the head, every second he was on screen, he was excellent. Put a smile on my face. I think William Regal for sure in 2022, best manager slash whatever non wrestling performer of the year for sure.
3: Mr. Aguinaldo, your favorite non wrestling performer for the year.
0: Okay, I know she's doing more in ring now, but I have to go with Rhea Ripley. Uh, I was, you know, this Mike, I was not the biggest fan of judgment day when they first started, but like, she kept me interested and she's arguably the most charismatic judgment day person, like character. And she's a big part of why the team is that successful and why Dom is where he is today. So I got to go with mommy. (laughs) Can can we, cause she does wrestle though. That's the thing. No, no, no. She, she, she does. But for a while she didn't. Right. Like, I guess it was that. like, and I was torn on that because William Regal was my runner up, but Rhea Ripley made me like something I don't like. That's pretty good. (laughs) So (laughs) I think she did the same for Dom. Uh, Boris,
3: your pick for for non-wrestling performer, William Regal. Okay. I've at her?
4: Yeah, it's William Regal. He did such a great job in the little time that he had on screen. And he honestly, he caught me laughing out loud so many times to the point where I, I you know, this might be an issue, but I stopped paying attention to the match because I was laughing so hard at other stuff. So that might be a bad thing, but whatever. Wrestling is fun. Let's have fun watching wrestling. Uh, he made it fun.
3: Mr. Lavranski. I can't well, wait to hear your pick. <laughs> well, it's not much. You guys have said it all. William Regal. Okay. Well, I actually split the tie with uh, our patron members here because there's one name that didn't come up on the panel which I'm going to bring up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Paul Heyman. I think that Heyman still consistently delivers uh, as far as being a mouthpiece. His nuances around Roman, the way he reacts and cowers to him, uh, bows to him as though he is the tribal chief. Uh, Just, just... (laughs) Like, we all know this guy's like just a, a New York jerk, right? Like and and not in a bad way. He's just that guy. But for him to to pull back and yes, my tribal chief. No, my tribal chief. And to just be so over the top in an organization like the Bloodline that's already
2: so over the top, I, I think it's, it says something. It's I love I I love it just because it's the ultimate in the classic wrestling manager stereotype of the weaselly guy, that just he's just yeah. so weaselly, slimy, cowers to everything because you know everybody knows someone like that in their life that's like that that they work with, and he's he's just yeah he's turned it in into an art. I agree. There's something about those big eyes of his, and especially even more now now you know that. He's, he's 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 bald. He's just ah, it's amazing. He looks he's just so great in the role. Absolutely.
3: As far as our patrons, their picks were Paul Heyman and William Regal. So look at that, fellas. We're all right. Uh, yeah. Scott <laughs> Moore also comes in there. And Mackenzie Mitchell. What the hell? <laughs> How is Mackenzie Mitchell in this list, too? Oh, Morris you know. shenanigans. Shenanigans. Now I'm calling it uh, rebel uh, RJ City and Zelina Vega. Yeah, shout out to RJ City, even though he does yeah. wrestle. Uh, his stuff on Hey EW is tremendous. If you haven't been watching that, you should because oh lord, some of the the, the latest episodes especially, he just did one with the guns. Yep, it was and, great. Oh my was god. And the one with the mouth, I still say you gotta watch. The one with Jade where he actually breaks her.
2: Oh Dude, I watched, I watched them all. I've watched, okay, I saw the one with Jade. Oh yeah, yeah. I've watched yeah. them
3: all. And, and yeah, it's, it's great. So RJ is awesome. We, we love RJ here in Sunday night's main event. Uh, let's go to the most improved male. Okay. So the voting on this was a little figazy here because we had male or female in the voting for the patrons, but we're just going to take the, the top picked guy, the top picked girl and, and go from there. But we'll start first with Boris
4: this time, your most improved male for
3: 2022. Who do you
4: got? Uh, For me, it's Ricky Starks, him being given this opportunity that he was given. I know it was late in the year, but he just ran with it. And we're now seeing the Ricky Starks that made him huge and got him signed in AEW from NWA. So most improved male, Ricky Starks.
3: Uh, Hard to argue with that one, but uh, let's see what everybody else has got. Joe, what do you got for your pick?
0: Um, This year, I had to go with uh, Wheeler Duda. He started as part of the Best Friends. Then, you know, the Blackpool Combat Club thing happened. And then April 8th happened, which was his match on Rampage against Moxley, which I thought was a defining match for the dude. He also won the pure championship twice. And even his promos got a little better. So Wheeler Yuta for me.
3: Okay, I'll come back with mine in a second. Matt, your most improved male for the year.
1: Uh, Sure. So I think Grayson Waller had a real he had a real uh, case for it. Also, Dominic Mysterio kind of had a little bit of a case for it as well. He improved a lot. But I wait, think wait, it's Mike-
0: like, boo. Boo. <laughs> 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 That's what I mean. The kid gets heat. You got to give him credit. <laughs> and and actually, I, I'm not booing your pick. I'm booing yeah. him because he gets major heat, which is amazing. Yeah, okay. yeah. Boo. <laughs> You know, I think
1: the most improved male in 2022 is Anthony Bowens of the acclaimed. I think Hmm. he's so good in the ring. I think he's noticeably better than Max Caster. He's secretly the glue that holds that act together. Caster's flashy. He's the uh, timely rapper. He comes out and raps about the thing that's in the news. But Anthony Bowens is really the, uh, the engine of that car. I think Anthony Bowens is the most improved wrestler in 2022. He showed me a lot this year.
2: Mr. Mouth. Uh, Yeah, I went in a a slightly different direction, but I just thought this was the year. I picked Taz because I thought, you know, he finally got away from all the FTW stuff and all the problems that kind of bogged down his um, job as an announcer. Now that he's free of all that, I thought he just had a great year. And I just think, you know, again, if, if they had decided to go with Excalibur and Taz together, I think they would have an amazing team. But uh, yeah, I I just think Taz was the one for me. Boris, your most improved? Or do we do you already? Yeah, we
3: did you <laughs> already. All right, so I guess that so I guess that leaves me then. Uh, my most improved male is very WWE-centric here, and I think that considering the trajectory he was on versus the trajectory that came in when the big power change happened, and the trajectory that he's on now. How many times can I say trajectory uh, without? Twisted my tongue here. But I think Austin Theory is just sitting on go. I think this is a case where this guy has done the best with a very rocky situation behind the scenes for himself. Uh you know, he was kind of shoehorned in as that favorite and and he really did represent everything that was Vince McMahon before Vince went away. He was he was an idiot. He was he was intolerable to watch. It was it was not fun watching Theory anymore because he was literally saying the same promo every week and now they've tapped into this uh, more believable side of him and i think that things are to come frost in theory i think he's always been good but i think that he's now able to take what's given to him and and actually prove that he's a little more than one dimensional my my very close runner-up was ricky starks too though because i mean that dude's yeah that dude's like always been a fave since he showed up so as far as our patrons most improved males The Acclaimed. The Acclaimed. So I don't know if that's uh, on Bowen specifically, but the Acclaimed as a tag team got the top nod there. Fellas, y'all cool with that? Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. No, it's an outrage. Yes, of
0: course.
1: (laughs) 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 All right. Most improved
3: female. I'm going to start with me because (laughs) I just like to watch the world burn sometimes. And I'm going to go ahead and say the most improved woman in wrestling this year for 2022.
2: Oh, jeez, <laughs> He's going to say it. He is. See, I can tell. He's going to say it.
3: <laughs> Hold on here. That bitch, Jade Cargill. I am not fully on board with the nickname. Oh, believe it. Believe it, Mouth, and I'm saying it. Next year, we might even get you to kind of almost agree. Mm -hmm. but I think the Jade Cargill that came in, especially from when she first came in, and I think remember her first word was (laughs) Shaq on on dynamite. When she came in against Cody, it's like, "Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm Shaq. I got one word for you Shaq. And it was like, we're all watching this like a, who the hell is this? B what the heck does that mean? And, and now she has found a character. She's been working Ridiculously hard on in ring work. That's showing off. She feels she looks more comfortable. I don't know if she's getting the right opponents though that can help her because they're still putting her in the ring with opponents that, that aren't at the level that I feel can carry someone who is still very, very new. And I will give you that mouth is that she's still very new, even though she's been pushed to the moon and beyond. But I think as far as most improved, which is the name of the category, I have to give it to Jade.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean everyone's entitled to their opinion. Come on, uh, baby, come on, let it out.
0: No, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll 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 talk about Jade in the worst of show.
4: <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> oh,
1: oh. <laughs> uh, oh, man! All right, I'm on an island here, Matt. What do you got for us? Ah, uh, to me, this is as big a blowout as FTR was. Straight up, the most improved female uh, of 2022 is uh, free agent professional wrestler, Mandy Rose, (laughs) who went from a Sable-type Pokemon, like that kind of wrestler, to a legitimate world champion in NXT who deserved that belt, who had good matches. It reminds me of a Trish Stratus or a Nikki Bella who had that rise to actually become a very competent and then good professional wrestler. Mandy Rose was a good wrestler uh by the time she was unceremoniously released by wwe that was uh it was a tough beat and we might be hearing more uh from that story before that thing's over but yeah mandy rose i think is the most improved by a landslide great wrestler
3: great wrestler but man if she takes up competitive swimming tomorrow i'm going to every event (laughs) mouse who's your favorite for most improved woman
2: um, I, I picked Jamie Hayter. I, I, when she first came in, I, I was quite indifferent to her. I was, I was kind of not like here or there. I didn't really care either, either way, but over the past year, I thought her matches have gotten better. Her promo skills seem to be getting a little bit better. I like her kind of in the position that she's in and she's had good matches with most of the people she's worked with. So that's, that's who I'm picking.
3: I, I like that pick, too, because even when they were in Toronto, which wasn't that long ago, when Britain Hater came to the ring, they were kind of doing the, the same Z's, the matching outfits. You know, they were in that phase of their... Their alliance together. Now Jamie's really breaking through on her own as champion. So I, I think you got a solid pick there, mouth. She's no Jade Cargill, but she's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Boris, your oh, pick for most. Mo- I'm
2: just. I, you know what? I need itchy. another beer. I can't, I can't carry on after that. Good <laughs> Boris, Lord.
4: your pick for most improved woman. I am uh, co signing with my colleague, my partner in crime. Mandy Rose by a landslide for everything that Matt said and then some. Uh, she, she was just so damn good this year. Uh, you know, again from not caring watching her at all to except for, from from a laughing stock to being invested in her matches to just having great matches. It's a shame what's happened, but she's been the most improved. I would have loved to see what would have happened her back on the main roster, but uh, you know, in some multiverse that's going on right now
3: okay fair enough i think that uh mandy definitely deserves her flowers uh all joking aside with with what's happened recently you guys are hitting the nail on the head she's you know she's built a faction she built stars out of that tag team she established herself she established that women's division again after you know that that nxt women's division just gets just gets poached all the time as soon as they get someone who can take a decent bump and cut a decent promo They're They're showing up somewhere on SmackDown or raw. So for her to, to anchor that as well, as she did. I I do think this release thing is probably going to go the way of a, uh, if she wants it to, that is, I think it's going to go away of a Zelina Vega thing where they'll either have to come to terms on something where there's an agreement or she goes elsewhere. But um, it was a shock to see them, cut bait on that to a degree but at the same time it's a corporate world it's a public traded company blah 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 so we'll see what happens down there but definitely a, a shame that uh, it has ended the way it has ended for now so we'll see what happens for mandy rose joe most improved
0: lady uh from sidekick to world champ i gotta go with jamie hater also did matt Compare Nikki Bella to Trish Stratus. Did I hear that correctly? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Thank whoa, God whoa, somebody whoa. said it. Whoa, Thank no, God no, you no, said it. No. We'll, do- what the
1: <laughs> hell? we'll do it out right now. Absolutely. Oh, no. First of all, this same meteoric rise. Second of all, at the end of her career, Nikki Bella was every bit as good as Trish Stratus ever ever was, if not better, straight up. So. I'll say Ooh, that I, I know. I know we're, we're Canada. This is Canadian. Uh, it's a Canadian <laughs> podcast. We're supposed to you know love Trish Stratus no matter what, and I of course do. Uh, I'm a you know heterosexual man who was 13 when Trish Stratus was popular. <laughs> okay, obviously. but we're talking yeah, we're talking about
3: ability, not your ability to.
1: <laughs> Either here nor there. What I'm saying is Nikki Bella had the basically the exact same career that Trish Stratus was, and was every bit as good as Trish Stratus was, was at the end. Every bit as good. I think better. Straight up.
2: Anybody else got a um, flag they want to toss right well, now? Well, yeah, that, I, that's, that's a bit. I'm sorry, but that is a bit of a stretch. There's no way that she ever had a match as good in the ring as Trish Stratish would have had. There, there's no way. No. no.
1: Sorry, madam. No, I'll find it. I can find <laughs> it. What's Trish's best match? It, it's probably the one in Toronto against Lita. Maybe. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll We'll come back to this
0: one.
3: I don't know. Yeah, right? That one was good, make. but but Trish and Mickey at WrestleMania where
0: Mickey won that the title. Was, yeah, that was pretty good, too. That was yeah. pretty
3: amazing, even though Mickey caused $200,000 in edits to have to happen, apparently. <laughs> 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 okay. So going for our list here, uh, Mandy Rose did take the top spot. Honorable mentions for men and women, by the way, from our Patreon members. Uh, Liv Morgan for the ladies and Daniel Garcia for the fellas. Mm, good call. Good. good call on Garcia. Yep.
1: They uh they bailed on Daniel Garcia. He like was getting to be very popular and then completely stalled out. And now they're just gonna run the same angle back, where he's just gonna build and build and eventually quit the Jericho Appreciation Society. Well, all right, yeah, I don't. I'm-
2: I don't know if we want to run through this right now, but I, Joe and I just battled this exact what you just said out on the podcast today, right? Which and it's you like, can hear on all Elite Weekly. <laughs> all right, there you go. We'll leave it there. Fine, fine. You know what? That's good. I'm just going to say, go listen to the podcast for my answer to that, Matt. There you go.
3: There you go. Will do. we Will do. Actually, I'm kind of curious now because I haven't heard the show yet. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on here. Uh, Best comeback. This was a hard category for me. I don't know about the rest of y'all. There were so many amazing moments that involved stars coming back in different ways. Uh, So let's, let's start with the patrons, I think, this time here. And then we'll go to mouth first. But the patrons had picked Cody coming back to WWE as the top comeback at 20%, Stone Cold Steve Austin with a 12.5%, and John Moxley and Bray Wyatt. Moxley, obviously, for rehab reasons. Bray Wyatt, obviously, coming back after being released. I mean, all of these are, they could all be solid number ones, easily. But let's go down the, the list here with the fellas. Uh, Mouth,
2: who do you got for best comeback of the year? Uh, that This is a category that I always kind of like to have fun with and try to find comebacks that might escape most people's eyes. Like a few years ago, I, my best comeback was when Ric Flair came back from that surgery that almost killed him. And I thought, wow, that to me was the comeback of the year. So with this one, for me, honestly, because they came back basically unscathed. The other guy is gone. Oh, no. Uh, and the young bucks coming back after the cm punk incident <laughs> and all that they got tossed into a major great program with the death triangle a best of seven series high profile they looked uh, nothing the, that was a i thought that was a great comeback that's my pick kenny right. and the bucks
3: coming we'll, back we'll give it to you we'll give it to you boris uh who is your pick and why is it kathy kelly
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I, I almost did pickered but no, not seriously. Bray Wyatt. I know the, the the verdict is still out with Bray Wyatt, and what's gonna happen. He has it wrestled, uh, but the whole lead up into bray wyatt coming back at extreme rules and that presentation at extreme rules was just so memorable that i'm um, that's something that i'm going to remember you know five ten years down the line myself at least
3: an amazing campaign that was actually one of my top picks because of the impact it had i mean you can ask joe i was trying to solve every cryptogram every puzzle every qr game i was playing all of them Usually while we were doing Tuesday morning cooked, I was trying to figure them out. But as far as a marketing standpoint, as far as uh, getting fans, like it's gotta be great. It's gotta be great. And then they threw in little things that would make you think it was like Adam Cole one week or somebody else from AEW the next week. Uh, you know, it just, it was really funny. Uh, they had the time where you thought it might've been Alistair Malachi black. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun. So Joe, let's go to your best comeback of the year. Who do you
0: got? Um, I was originally going to go with Cody Rhodes and yeah, that was a big WWE return, but I had to go with Soraya because she came back from a career ending injury and wrestled, you know, against the top star in AEW. So um, that comeback to me was, it was a big deal. Plus like, you know, the emotion on her face coming to and after that match was, that was pretty awesome. So
3: for me, it was a match. We've already kind of talked about a little bit here. And while all of these are great, like I, I, had to clamor so I thought I would pick this just because it's probably not going to get mentioned anywhere else but I'm going to say Ricky Steamboat and Ricky Steamboat's match if you have seen it on YouTube or or anywhere you know what I'm talking about if you haven't take the 15 20 minutes and watch it because yeah ricky looked amazing still the best arm drag ever
2: absolutely <laughs> the and, best and, arm drag ever
3: and the best salesman ever like when he was hurt you believed he was hurt but you didn't worry about him like you did a certain other rick this year which we'll talk <laughs> about i'm sure of <laughs> yes, in the worst yes, of but yes yeah but this was yep. everything a comeback of that generation should have been it wasn't too heavy it wasn't it wasn't overly hyped either which I appreciated because you do have to kind of dig for it a little bit. But the Ricky Steamboat match, geez, he still looks like Ricky Steamboat. Like, it's terrifying, the genetics that man has, (laughs) because if we created a super army of Ricky Steamboats, it would be world domination.
1: (laughs) We would rule the world.
3: All right, Matt, who do you got for your comeback of the year?
1: Well, you did a great job there. Selling like Ricky Steamboat, you might say. I (laughs) want to see that now because I still haven't seen it. But that sounds like it might be the comeback of the year. But for me, uh, there's adrenaline in my soul. Vince McMahon signed Cody Rhodes. Then a scandal takes McMahon away. But at the same time, like... (laughs) The Cody moment was so huge. Uh, We kind of expected it, but we didn't really expect it. It was a play on AEW's CM Punk thing from 2021, which incidentally, I hope, is the comeback of 2023 as well. But we'll uh, we'll hope for you. Pro Punk, too. I am pro punk. I think the oh, worst. Of, my wow. worst love list will show that. I think in great detail how pro punk I am. I
3: you thought know. I was on an island here because every oh, time no, I bring it up, the mouth, he jumps all over me.
1: I I have a CM Punk t-shirt. He's one of my all-time favorites. I I also love Kenny Omega's wrestling. (laughs) And I think the Young Bucks are uh, incredibly talented and obviously deserve their praise. They're a Hall of Fame tag team. But it's just very sad to me that we're in the universe where Matt Jackson is falling on his ass on Dynamite to make fun of CM Punk, who is back on his couch. That makes me sad. I miss CM Punk. That's not this category, though. This category is best comeback. (laughs) Cody Rhodes, WWE. All right. Fair Sorry, enough. Mouth, would you? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I don't get me. You know what? No. We'll save
2: it for later. Don't get me started. Don't get him started. <laughs> yeah, don't get him started.
4: Adrenaline in his, his soul. soul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mouth's like, about to lose
1: control.
2: <laughs> Fuck smash!
1: <laughs> I'm not trying to defend what Punk did or anything, but I'm just I'm just saying I miss him. I, I like him and I miss him.
3: Yeah, that's and wow. Wow. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I agree. Anyway, uh, best gimmick. This was an interesting one because I, not having done one of these before, I wasn't sure if it meant like wrestling gimmick, character gimmick, but I, I just took it as best gimmick. Period. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to start this it could one. Be anything. And for me, we've already talked about it, so I'm not going to bother going into it. But I thought the best gimmick this year was hands down the return of Bray Wyatt. I thought the the hype it got for literally nothing happening literally nothing happening for weeks was was so well done it got so much uh, stephanie mcmahon even touted it as one of their most successful social campaigns in the company's history uh you know like they said the the number of engagement from these things was far beyond anything they've ever seen for anything else so i thought what a gimmick what a way to bring somebody back that's how i took best gimmick this year so we'll go
0: that way and then joe your pick I had to go with the honorary Uso, Sammy Uso, Sammy Zayn, Bloodline are great, but uh, Sammy's the guy that ever gets everyone's attention, and he plays the character perfectly. Boris,
4: your pick for best gimmick of 2022. My best gimmick, I'm changing this up just slightly from a lot of people's choices, I think, and it is Johnny Knoxville versus Sammy Zayn at WrestleMania. That match nice. had zero zero reason to be as good as it was to me that was my piss break that was like my i'm done with wrestling i honestly already <laughs> had that penned as my worst moment to be embarrassed as a wrestler moment or mm-hmm. as a you know in wrestling moment. but no it it was so <laughs> much fun that i'm praising it right now
3: i uh, you know what great call on that one too mouth what do you got for best gimmick of the year
2: well, I'm picking one that, to me, it seemed to grow very organically, and it wasn't something that was shoved down our throats the way so much this type of stuff is to try to get a reaction and that's the whole scissor me daddy thing with the I, Oh that's,
1: I the, just, right that's I the right answer i just think it's
2: been, it's, been, it's exploded i mean all you guys talked about stuff do any of you guys have you know like giant cardboard scissors in the crowd you know people are buying an atrociously ugly scissor and, me daddy t-shirt it's and it's like it's I, like it's It's insane. And it was it just seemed to happen so organically over just a few weeks of fans just naturally grasping this and nobody
0: shoving it down your throat. So to me, scissor me, daddy is the gimmick of the year. I can attest. I can attest to this because Dan and I were not the biggest fans of that whole thing for for a while. And then all of a sudden it was like, this thing's over like Rover, man. And with this There's whole part of the conversation, none
3: of this is making it to the broadcast
4: version. So. <laughs> There's something to be said about shoving down my throat. That's and exactly why. That's exactly why we're not putting this on the air. But I will admit <sighs> that I bought. So Pro Wrestling Tees does like a weekly shirt of the, you know, yeah, that you can get on sale this week. It was the hot pink AEW acclaimed shirt. I got it. With the nice. the
3: scissor logo is the A, yeah, yeah, but it's okay. hot pink.
4: Yeah, that's
3: that's gonna look good on you, buddy. I can't wait to see that, right. Matt. Uh, best gimmick of the year for you, sir.
1: Uh so I have written down on my page here Danhausen. I think we should appreciate Danhausen, a gimmick if there ever was one, debuted in AEW in January, he has been entertaining the whole year. But mouth is right. It has to be Scissor Me Daddy, the scissoring, the acclaimed, the organic rise. I think, yeah, that 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 is the gimmick of 2022 for sure.
3: I just I just take issue with the word organic being used in the same... The organic rise and <laughs> with me. Daddy is the same
4: sentence. <laughs> they rose to the occasion.
0: Oh, boy. Oh, best, boy. <laughs> best
3: gimmick from our patrons. The Bloodline, including Sami Zayn, took 40%. The Acclaimed were in second with half that at 20%, and MJF was voted as best gimmick for... 2022 by 15% of the pool also in uh, Bray Wide Blackpool Combat Club and Orange Cassidy so there's our, our patrons voices there thank you for those votes this one I'm very excited because I think there's going to be a ton of different answers maybe there won't be I don't know but breakout performer of the year for 2022 let's start this time let's go right back to you Matt your breakout performer of 2022 who do you got for us
1: Sure. So I'm of two minds. If you want to say somebody who came from basically nowhere to emerge onto the main stage to be a true player in professional wrestling, I think that person is Roxanne Perez. She is the traditional answer for breakout performer of the year. She's a perfect choice to me, though. I want to argue that the breakout performer of the year is Sami Zayn. I think Sami Zayn has broken to the upper echelon of professional wrestling. He is now a stone cold lock main eventer, probably a future WWE champion. I don't know if you could have said that before. I think he's a future WWE champion. And I think that happened this year. Sami Zayn is my choice for breakout of the year.
3: I I like everything you said there. And I would like to think. That he could be a wwe champion but i don't know if if he'll get that level now i think they might make him intercontinental again because that's what they're calling the top belt on smackdown i'm not poo-pooing on your idea it's just the wwe and universal championships whatever you want to call them now the undisputed championship it just seems to be on its own island these days and it almost seems to be uh to borrow a term from boris out of wwe canon like it's almost like it's it's this feature specialty thing could it come back, though? Who knows? Absolutely. We'll see what happens when Cody gets back in there and undoubtedly gets in the mix. But for now, yeah, it would be it would be interesting, to say the least. Uh, Joe, who is your breakout performer for 2022?
0: Um, well, performers, uh, this is where I picked the acclaimed. Uh, they started out as, you know, kind of just another tag team. Then they became champs. They had two great matches with uh, Swerve and Our Glory. They recently had one with FTR. And then there's the whole scissoring thing that – just got crazy.
2: <laughs> crazy scissoring. I love it. Uh, the mouth, Mr. Lavransky. Uh, I, I figured I would maybe be at you know, this time last year that maybe it'd be somebody like Wardlow, but uh didn't right? really <laughs> didn't really seem to happen. Uh so I'm with Joe. I picked the acclaimed as well. They really just seemed to be kind of a, a team that was gonna end up on dark most of the time and with the 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 working of the gimmick and yeah and having some uh, some good matches, uh, I, I I thought they definitely this was their breakout year. Now will it be maintained? I don't know, but if they if they're ever gonna take a chance, it's now.
3: And Boris, your breakout performer for twenty twenty two.
4: I'm going with the new neck NXT women's champion, Roxanne Perez, going with that classic choice of from nothing to somewhere. Um, so Roxanne Perez is 100% my choice. It's going to be very soon that we're calling her best female of the year without a doubt. Uh, mm. So just be ready for that.
3: <laughs> Noted, sir. <laughs> I do want to go back to last year's picks here from the patrons. Uh, we'll go through this year first. Uh, Sami Zayn was their top pick. The Acclaimed was in second. And Wheeler Yuta came in third for breakout performer. Uh, Takeshta, Liv Morgan, Logan Paul. Logan Paul, not on any of our lists here. That's, uh, you know, I know three matches. I get that. But let's face it. he's He's done very well in those three matches for himself. So that is a fair consideration as well. I want to go back to last year because I want to get your reactions. Just even a wow or a huh or whatever. When I go through this list of breakout performers from last year and compare them to where they are now, our top winner last year for
0: breakout performer Dante Martin. Wow! Well, you know yeah, what yeah. we we didn't actually get that that pick either <laughs> like when when it first came out. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that in the Roxanne and Perez
1: way, but that's a little depressing because he didn't do anything this year, right? So well, between yeah. him
3: and his brother, the poor guys were injured like half yeah. the year each. So yeah, another one here uh, in second for last year's pick, Miro. Yep, same deal.
0: He's yep. hasn't been around. So yep. this oh. one. <laughs> This it one just, sorry, no, it's
1: just, it, it just so sad that Miro's also on the bench. We're watching yeah. AEW with yeah. Jeff Jarrett, but no. Yeah, don't start, with, oh, don't start don't, with that. What
2: are you trying to poke me with a hot stick? Don't start with <laughs> Jeff Jarrett, man.
3: Oh, man. I just love Jarrett. how Mouth is just getting more fired up as the show goes sorry. on here. And this is, sorry, this is the best of show. This is the best of show. He brought him up, man. All right, uh, in third place for breakout, uh, and I think this one is actually uh, held true, Braun Breaker. I think the guy is on a consistent path to uh, to, to the future here. Uh, Joe's asking me on the chat here, what was my pick for breakout? Did I not give my pick already? No, you did not. Oh, fair enough. All right, my pick this year for breakout star of the year. Uh, I was I was on board with you guys with the acclaimed. I have a tie actually, and they're both AEW stars actually. Uh, the acclaimed and Ricky Starks. And again, I've been Joe. You can vouch for me on this. When I was filling in for Mouth early, early, early this year, I was touting about how Ricky Starks is going to be a big, big deal. And so to see him actually get through at the end of the year here, I'm very excited for that. And Mouth, I think I did the same with you too uh, when I was yep. filling in for Joe. Was yep. Uh, I've been on the Ricky Starks uh, bandwagon here for a while, so I'm so happy to see this dude getting getting his dues moving forward here. So Agreed. Let's uh, move forward now to match of the year. Now, this is where we're going to remind listeners that each one of us on our panel here usually concentrate on different things as far as what we watch. So you're going to hear a bunch of different matches of the year. This does not mean that it was the best match of the year because there's no such thing. Everybody has a great match. And if you think it's your match of the year, that's a great thing. Don't at me, bro. Let's start with (laughs) this time. Boris, I want
4: you to start off with your match of the year for 2022. I am so glad I left the ballot open this late because my match happened in the past few days. And that's the double dog collar match, FTR, (laughs) versus the Briscoes from Final Battle. Imagine if people had seen it. I know.
2: (laughs) I saw it. I saw it. Three of them.
3: Yeah. I know. It's just one of those things. The only thing that annoyed me about that match is, again, just the short, short notice. And, like, man, I get it. You can't have the Briscoes on AEW TV. But online something give me something here to, to yeah. get me even more yeah. invested in this match no, that's great match fair. great the thing match. is
2: though after two matches though does it really take much like honestly I, to, I, I, think it other-
3: des- I think it deserves more than that i don't think it takes much more but i think it deserves the investment of of you know just saying how important this is especially if you have a product that you've been having trouble selling to people this is a great way to build the story and say, Hey, look at these guys. have already had two bangers and here's the third one. They're probably going to go out there and try and, you know, legitimately mace each other to death, like with a chain. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, I just, no, it doesn't need it to the hardcore fan mouth to, to go with your point here, but it deserved more. It deserved more. So on that note, okay. mouth, let's go to you with the, your match of the year.
2: Uh, well, you know, like you know, there's just so many different choices. To, it's it's insane. But for you know, for a big part of it for me is to get the cr- the crowd engaged and to really get the crowd with you. I mean, a great technical match or a crazy brawl or a flip fest is is awesome. But I always love it when there's a connection to the crowd. So I'm I'm going with the acclaimed versus Swerve in the glory from all, all out. The crowd was with them instantly. The scissor me daddy stuff. The fans are chanting it right out of the gate. They're with them the entire match when they finally did the scissor thing mid-match the freaking place exploded it was you know and, and the storytelling in the match as well captivated the crowd with Bowen's knee and all that stuff I just thought it was you know and the crowd like you know you could tell the crowd really wanted the acclaimed to win that match they even chanted you know bullcrap when they did not win yeah that's they, the one they lost right yeah yeah no that's the thing this is the one they lost this is the one where yeah i remember joe and i were like you should have called an audible you should have called an audible because it was obvious this crowd wanted these guys to win so for me just it wasn't like it was a great technical match or anything but the fact that it got the crowd so engaged and so wound up and so wanting something um i that uh, that was that was my pick for the year all right matthew
3: Your pick of the year, sir, Mr. Editor.
1: Yes, sir. And yeah, I'm so glad you started with that uh, off the top because there are so many different varieties of wrestling and it is so subjective, man. Absolutely. So we do a top 122 list and that's kind (laughs) of what we try to do on BAM. No, but seriously, we try to watch as much as we can and just celebrate it. You know what I mean? And so of all the wrestling that I've seen, all the weird Joshi promotions and, uh, you know, like Gato move and uh, June Kasai (laughs) Biking people in the head with skewers and stuff and big Japan wrestling and all this stuff. The Oof. best match that I saw was Briscoes versus FTR. It was either the first one or the third one. So if you want to see a traditional modern, like, like a traditional tag team match with a modern feel, a, uh, a match that kind of like calls back to the tag team matches of old while still absolutely belonging in 2022, that's the first match. That's Briscoes versus FTR one. If you want to see the bloodiest, violentest brawl yes. you ever saw, insane. that's the
4: third match. So that's insane. Dog
1: collar. So yeah. uh, it, just for my tastes, for the thing that'll stand out with me, that will stick in my mind for the longer time, I'm gonna go with dog collar. I think the dog collar match is the match of the year. But both of those matches are, in my opinion, five stars or whatever you want to call it, as good as wrestling gets. So FTR versus Briscoes one or or three in my opinion three
0: joe your match of the year for 2022 have at her um lots of candidates i mean the ftr briscoe's ones were good but uh i actually had to go with uh, april 8th rampage john moxley versus wheeler Utah. it had what i thought it had everything what i thought was was good for wrestling it was a good story it was a good performance by both guys there was blood there was drama it was a hot crowd and, and I mean, it was a career making performance for you to like the, the crowd was really, really into it uh, as as the match progressed. Well, my match of the year
3: was one of the ones that tied for our matches of the year from our patrons. Uh, I was actually thinking I was going to be on an island with this because it hit me differently because I was there. And that was Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes Hell in a Cell. Uh, that was my pick because, again, being in that building, and I've said it before on the night of the pay-per-view when I called in, that audible gasp that you heard from the crowd where everything just stops. And I went back and watched the match again. They just put it for free on uh, YouTube this week, actually. It's there. It's it's legit. This went to the point of you you can't watch this match without believing that somebody is legitimately getting hurt because it's literally all over his body. Like, you're watching this going, ah, the whole time. And for him to gut it through and for Seth to take care of him the way he did while at the same time making it look so nasty, I thought it was it was a masterpiece on, uh, on a canvas, literally here, uh, the canvas of the wrestling ring. But uh, that was actually the number one pick for our patrons, tied with FTR and the Briscoes. Now, they actually chose uh, the Supercard of Honor match, but I think maybe some of those votes might have come in before... The uh, actual uh, third match there. So either way, uh, I think we're all kind of on the same page here as far as the main I, go.
2: I, I have to say, when they put that match on YouTube, Mike, I mm-hmm. thought, okay, I we're coming to the end of the year. I, I've watched very little. I did go and watch it. Yeah, and it was, it was, it, uh, no doubt about it. It was fantastic match. The storytelling in it was fantastic. like you said, having that visual there. Uh, f- for him to work through it and very much so Seth protecting him through it. I thought I was I was impressed. It was a very, very good match. You
3: guys remember when I was talking to you guys off the air and I was like, yeah, you know, it's down the road tonight. I'm in Chicago. I don't know if I'm gonna go or not. Yes.
4: <laughs> I remember. <laughs> oh yeah. my
3: God, what an idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. And then uh, and then, and then Meltzer
4: Cody was injured.
3: Right? Yeah. So well Meltzer broke the story on our show is that Cody was injured. So now I'm like not only am i going to the show i'm trying to get our episode out as fast as i can so we can go with the break and it's like holy what a just a weird series of events and and that stands out for me and that's actually where my my oscar vote came from for uh, yeah. female wrestler of the year too was that match uh, that they had there so anyway um yeah cody and rollins took the top spot for our patrons will osprey versus kazuchika okada in the g1 finals that was 15 percent and I, I'm kind of happy to see this one on here because WWE usually doesn't get a ton of love on our, our polls here. But Guthrer versus Sheamus from Clash at the Castle. Uh, Mouth, I don't know if you've watched that match yet. I think you would enjoy that one as well. Uh, great match. We might have to find you a network login to, uh, to get on. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, knowing you the way I know you and knowing the wrestling you like, I think you yeah. would have just gobbled this thing up here. So uh, definitely some great picks. From I will check team. it out. All right, I will check it out. All right. Dan Dan it's an excellent match. Check it out. Okay. Uh, other other notable picks from our patrons, uh, K O versus Steve Austin. I thought that was great Once Steve got his uh his confidence in his legs there. I thought it was awesome. Uh Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson from January 5th New Year's Bash and uh the Blood and Guts match for the year. So, there you go. All
1: nice. Right. Glad to see the Blood and Guts get a shout out. I thought that was an all-time classic too. That was that was underrated this year. It
4: was better on TV. I'll tell you that. You were there live. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: That thing looked like uh, herding kittens with, yeah, just a whole bunch of, yeah, anyway. A feud of the year. I'm very interested to see where this goes on the panel. Thankfully, for the most part, our patrons managed to keep it to things that happened on TV. Uh, Although some got into the the weeds a bit here, but let's go ahead and start. Uh, Matt, let's go with you this time. Your feud of the year from the wrestling you watched and enjoyed. What, What caught your attention the most?
1: CM Punk versus MJF. Uh, this is the biggest blowout, maybe even bigger than FTR, the tag team. This is uh, like the, the promos were always excellent. Every match delivered. It stretched almost the full year. And it's the main reason why I'm so sad. CM Punk is gone. If it was not for this feud, MJF would not be anywhere near the AEW world title. In fact, he might be Darby Allin. He might be Dante Martin. So uh, this is the feud of the year. And it's it's a lock.
3: I'm going to get mine out of the way and agree with you 100%. That's my feud of the year. Uh, just the whole, you know, MJF, be my Valentine. That just, oh, still chills. I, I saw that on YouTube the other day and that whole invite to the dog collar match, just, oh, awesome stuff.
2: Uh, Mouth, let's go to you this time as far as your feud of the year. Who do you got? Uh, well, you know, it, it was very basic, it was very simple. Um, some might even say it really didn't exist as a feud because it really just seemed to be about two teams trying to prove who's the best. So, But I picked the Briscoes versus FTR. I mean, you got the amazing matches out of it. It was simple, basic. Let's just prove who's the best. All right, Boris, your feud of the year.
4: My feud of the year is FTR versus Briscoes. It just lasted the entire year. We had three amazing match of the year contenders out of it uh so i cannot you know not say that uh feud as second was mjf cm punk but i enjoyed ftr briscoe's just because of the matches that were produced from the feud
3: and mr aguinaldo
0: your feud of the year for 2022 is okay so cm punk versus mjf was very good but i'm gonna be honest with you i forgot about that so my my feud is the one I remembered, <laughs> and that was Bianca versus Becky. I thought there was hey. some good in, there was some good intensity there leading up to WrestleMania where Bianca won the belt. Um, like, but again, I totally forgot about CM Punk MJF, and that was very good, but didn't remember it. So,
3: no, that's fair. Let's go down the list here from our patrons. Uh, they chose MJF versus CM Punk, uh, followed by Seth and Cody. I I actually had Seth and Cody as my initial rivalry and i i just think that this is where my dates came into thing if cody was around more seth has done a good job of throwing cody's name up once in a while but it's it's far from being a feud of the year i think that might be the feud of 2023 if both guys can stay healthy because i think they're just gonna blow the roof off the place assuming somebody comes back at the royal rumble um but allegedly I, yeah after that well there's no alleged there i'm just assuming uh, FTR and the Briscoes came in in third, and then of course somebody had to go CM Punk versus the Elite that got uh, fourth place. <laughs> <clears throat> sure, uh, Bloodline versus Brawling Brutes got some, as well as uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Jericho Appreciation Society. All right, that's fair. I always forget the, the the feuds move so fast in AEW usually that it's hard for me to sometimes pick a feud of the year for yeah. them. And, but yeah. That's yeah. what that's what made Punk and MJF last so long in that company, I think, was that it, it just stuck around, you know. <laughs> OK, uh, you're listening to Sunday Night's Main Event. I'm Mike McGuire. Joining me, Joe Aguinaldo, Matt Ederer, Boris Aguilar and Dan, the freaking mouth Levransky. Can we add freaking to that? Can we do a Seth Rollins? Sure. with your mouth? All Sure. All right. Go wild. Dan, the freaking mouth Levransky. Now we have to call you that every time, though.
0: Well, not only that, but we have to say he's the revolutionary, the visionary, blah, blah, blah. So. Well, uh, well, after seeing what uh,
3: Mouth has been consuming while doing this, I think he might be having some visionary moments. I'm, I, I'm doing fine. Don't worry. I'm strapped to the chair. <laughs> We are doing the best of 2022, which you're hearing across the country on TSN radio. But if you go to our Patreon, actually, this is on the free version, too, right? We're giving this out eventually. Yeah, yeah. SNME dot com. Or if you want to support the show, help us keep the lights on. Help us pay for our Internet bills here. Uh, Patreon dot com slash SNME radio. We appreciate the support there. We are moving on to the countdown here with the best angle of 2022 in pro wrestling. This can be uh, any storyline, a one-off, or a continual angle. And we're going to start, before we go to our patrons' votes, we're going to start with Matt editor this time, because Matt always loves a good story, it seems. Matt, what was your favorite angle from 2022?
1: Yes, sir. This is where I chose to give props to Sammy Zayn. Uh, super Oos, Sammy in the Bloodline, has been the best continual angle, and any given SmackDown that you watch could be the best one off angle. I really like how they tied it all together in the war games match. And I am excited to see when the eventual turn comes. Cause we all know what's coming. So yeah, Sammy and the bloodline for sure.
3: Let's go to Matt's tag team partner from bam weekly and NXT talk,
4: Boris Aguilar, your pick for angle of the year. Bloodline and Sammy Zayn, 100%. I was trying not to pick this, but I was thinking about it more and more. And when it came time to actually like finish my ballot, I'm like, this has to come in first. It's the most talked about. It's the one that I remember weekly. It's literally why I watch SmackDown when I'm home live on Friday. So it has to be the Bloodline and Sami Zayn.
3: Mouth, who's been devoted mostly to AEW television this year. What's your favorite angle this year? And, well, and why was a
2: Billy Gunn scissoring hands getting smashed? <laughs> uh, mine mine is more uh, a one-off kind of uh, uh, thing rather than a continual angle like uh, you guys are talking about. But I really enjoyed MJF turning on Regal after Regal had actually helped him win the title because we'd had this MJF before that and he kept going uh, between kind of a good guy and bad guy thing back and forth all the time. And it was kind of like, well, are you one or the other? And I just thought um, it was a, a surprise. It totally cemented him as a heel uh, that he took out the guy that helped him. And if you got to get Regal out of there, it was a good way to get him out of the story. And he's out of the picture now. So I just thought a uh, great way in cementing. And it basically launches MJF away from that and on to the next, program so i thought a great way of setting him up is he really this guy really is a jerk and um th- i thought they just did a good job with that so that's mine and joe abswinaldo
0: your pick for angle of the year for 2022 <laughs> i'm uh i'm with matt and boris i sammy Zayn and the bloodline i thought was it was and is still one of the most entertaining things on wrestling tv today I'm tied up
3: with the uh, most of you as well as our patrons at patreon.com slash SNME radio. Yeah, I'm with you. The bloodline Sammy Zayn. That thing has that thing has become better than it should have become, I feel. Like and, and 100%. What, what it is is these moments where we're getting let in on the joke and we're seeing how they handle it. Like when the whole feeling Usy thing came up and Roman's dying and and poor J J Uso is the jimmy fallon of snl to the bloodline where yes you know jimmy fallon would always laugh through every sketch no matter what and poor jay uso he's that guy now where he cannot keep a straight face when Sami Zayn is Sami zaning and so watching him be the jimmy fallon of this group i think has been the most entertaining thing to me i like how even though i'm sure they're being told to they're not forcing it too much uh, they're still trying to get the feelin' oozy thing out, but even even then, it seems to work in small doses. Uh, MJF quitting and returning was our second choice for our patrons, and Bray Wyatt was uh, the third for uh, best angle of 2022.
1: <laughs> I like how it's just simply Bray Wyatt. Just well, we've already thing. We, we've already kind of
3: talked that thing to death. If you listen to the full download on this, I'm not sure if it made it to our broadcast version or not. But if you listen <laughs> to the full episode, the Bray Wyatt thing, I mean, we can't really say much more about it. It was incredible the the marketing campaign, but we're still kind of waiting for it to pay off. It's funny as we record this on December the 15th, we were actually given a heads up from uh, one of the WWE showrunners or SmackDown writers or somebody anyway on Twitter is saying that, you know, this Friday SmackDown is a can't This is a guy that normally talks, doesn't talk about stuff like that on social media. So it looks like they're planning something big. I know that Code Orange, the band that did Shatter, Bray Wyatt's new entrance theme, they've now released the song. So fans are kind of clamoring over that. So they, I think they're going to pull the pin on something as far as this goes by the time you hear it. Joe Aguinaldo's just shaking his head no. Okay, let's move on. We continue our best of 2022. This I found interesting the feedback that came in, but uh we'll get to the patrons after we go through our panel here. Your best pay-per-view wrestling only, no MMA. Eh, let's go with Joe this time to start. Your favorite pay-per-view of the year. Lord knows we've watched a lot of them this year.
0: Uh I'm going to go with uh, AEW, AEW double or nothing. Uh, at the time It was the culmination of the Wardlow-MJF feud. You had a match between the Hardys and the Bucks, the first Owen Hart Foundation tournament finals. You had Serena D versus Rosa, Anarchy in the Arena, the ascension of CM Punk to the title. Now, did these all age well? No. But (laughs) at the time, that was a great pay-per-view.
3: Mouth, your favorite pay-per-view from 2022.
2: Well, um, yeah, mine's an AEW one, obviously, as well, although I did watch the last two uh, Ring of Honor ones. But I went with All Out uh, from back in September. Again, uh, great matches. uh, The Bucks and Omega against the Dark Order and Page. Moxley versus Punk. Danielson versus Jericho. Actually, the match I picked for match of the year with the Acclaimed and um, uh, Swerve in Our Glory. Swerve in our glory see it's that name i hate that name acclaimed and swerve in our glory and 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 ishi was on the pro uh the pre-show so i mean yeah that's fit it for sure right there matthew
3: your pick for pay-per-view of the year your favorite one was
1: this goes to show how good aew still is despite all their flaws because i picked a different AEW show. Oh, I wow. AEW wow. Three different shows. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I went with AEW Revolution. This is the show where Jericho and Kingston had their awesome match. Awesome three-way tag. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. CM Punk MJF dog collar match. Moxley Danielson, which started the Blackpool Combat Club uh, where Regal mm-hmm. made his debut. This was a great, great pay-per-view. Uh, main event was Paige versus Adam Cole. Also a great match. So yeah, this was my uh, show of the year. Also shout out to WrestleMania 38 Night 1. Uh, night one was way better than night two that was an awesome show that was WWE show of the year my opinion but yeah best show revolution I don't trust anybody
3: that doesn't bleed with me (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know what I'll I'll get it out now because you basically ran down the whole thing I actually chose AEW revolution 2022 as well as far as pay-per-view of the year Um, tied with me obviously again because I'm biased but Hell in a Cell was a ton of fun start to finish I thought it was a great show I don't know if I'd feel the same way if I watched it on TV, but it was pretty friggin' solid, to be honest with you. Uh, (laughs) When you mentioned the the Eddie Kingston-Jericho match, I remember Eddie coming down the aisle. He was white hot. Like, just so... Like, the crowd was literally just gobbling up this guy, walking to the ring, and then he gets in the ring, In the first move, he drops Jericho on the top of his head. <laughs> <And> my friends <laughs> you know, and I were my friends and I were watching this pay-per-view in Edmonton. We're like, oh my God, did he just kill Chris Jericho in the first yeah. move? Like, it was a lot. But uh, also, uh, you know, that Face the Revolution ladder match, uh, you know, you had guys like Keith Lee, who has no business being in a ladder match. Uh, Orange Cassidy slowly starting to really get out of the lazy gimmick. Uh, A guy who I wish we were talking about more this year, Powerhouse Hobbs was on that show too. And of course, uh, our boy Ricky Starks uh, in that match with Christian. And uh, yeah, the the dog collar match also happened on that pay-per-view and that's why it it really just got me over on that one. Boris, your pick for pay-per-view of the year.
4: So this is the pay-per-view that I had the most fun watching and that's the New Japan Pro Wrestling Stardom Historic Crossover show. That show was just fun from beginning to end you can tell that everyone was just having a blast being there and you know in terms of just historic uh like you know uh, shows this really was one of them uh, with stardom really making that impact in japan uh and having that shared show with the men which is something that never happens uh so for me i just had a ton of bla- uh, just tons of fun watching this show
3: well, the panel seemed to agree with you from our patrons. Uh, AEW by New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door took top spot, followed by Full Gear, and uh, WrestleMania 38 and Clash of the Castle came in tied at third. Uh, that New Japan Stardom crossover and AEW Revolution also rounded out the list from our patrons. So apparently we liked Revolution a little more, uh, Matt and I did, than everybody else, but that's okay. It's uh, Again, it's, it's a disgusting time to be a wrestling fan because there's just so much to watch and it's so hard to choose i think what your favorite shows are because there's there's when they're good they're great these days and that's something that uh, we haven't always got to say growing up as wrestling fans so okay our best promotion i cannot wait to hear why everybody chooses
2: the nwa but go ahead <laughs> 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 that's coming up
4: soon brothers uh, uh, yeah we'll we'll
2: talk about them next week
3: okay <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. start uh well since you're here to talk mouth let's uh let's hear from you now
2: your best promotion
3: of the year uh perhaps oh, the mean, only promotion on. you watch. I mean,
2: <laughs> doesn't the fact that it's the only promotion i watch prove to you what i think the best promotion is <laughs> Yes, NWA. Obviously, (laughs) obviously, it's the best because it's the only one I watch. So, all right. So he's got AEW.
3: Joe, your pick for promotion of the year. I AEW. Okay. Any any standout reason why?
0: Like the the WWE has made improvements. I mean, you and I have been covering RAW now for the last little while, but ultimately, I, I still prefer the like the wrestling in AEW. Horace, promotion of the year for you is aew they're not perfect
3: but they're damn good when they're good mr editor your thoughts on promotion of the year
1: So i can't say aew because i think they did take a step back this year they had so much momentum at this time 2021 and now i think there are lots of questions although they kind of have righted the ship i i, I can't say aw this year so to me it's either stardom or wwe and the question is do i want to be hip or do I want to be a pure capitalist douchebag? Really, the answer should be WWE. They're the best promotion. They're the best wrestling promotion. They make the most money. They're the McDonald's of wrestling, but I'm going to be hip. I'm going to say stardom. Hardcore stardom fans love stardom to death. I think it has awesome storytelling. You can get behind a lot of different characters and the matches are really, really good. There's still some wackiness in stardom, but there's less wackiness in this Joshi promotion than there is in any other Joshi promotion, I would i would venture to say so i'm gonna say stardom promotion I,
3: of year. I have to go back and listen but i'm pretty sure matt gave that exact same speech last year i <laughs> <laughs> wasn't
4: on
1: the show last year i would you weren't okay to, all right i wasn't on the show last year might before.
3: have been on a bam show or something then <laughs> <laughs> right. on a BAM show. i remember this exact rhetoric so i mean hey
1: good on you few, i have a few in the chamber <laughs>
3: good on you matt for being consistent uh, probably no surprise for me, but at the same time, my reasons are actually more from the business side. Although there are still a lot of things I question. I just, I think from an operational standpoint, from a recovery from this ridiculousness of Vince McMahon, I think WWE showed that the company doesn't die with a guy, uh, even though he didn't die, and he is rumored to even want him to be coming back. Um, Oof. I think the resilience that came through, and the fact that numbers are up all across the board—from ticket sales to TV, most of the time, to uh, endorsements, it, all these weird sponsorships that are showing up now—I think from a business standpoint, WWE is doing it right. I'm still questioning some of the board decisions, some of the, uh, some of the, but I'm not there either. You know, this is all the stuff we hear coming out, but I think that uh, the machine proved that it's the machine, and so from a business standpoint. I have to give it that i want to give aew some love but i do think there's there's a bit of a uh yeah you know i mean like you know when you're with wwe and you kind of expect them to snow you a bit and you kind of expect them to kind of give you some half-truths once in a while and you get used to it and then you deal with aew who promised you oh we're gonna be clear and transparent and everything else and then this last year has proven anything but and there's been a lot of overhyping and under delivering and that's why I, I worry about AEW because the Ring of Honor not getting a TV deal is a perfect example of that. Uh when when Tony Khan and and I realize Ring of Honor is not AEW if you listen to the the rhetoric, even though they use half their stars. There's been a lot of overpromising and under-delivering, whether it's surprises, whether it's matches, whether it's it's business things, TV deals, all this stuff. So I want AEW to succeed. I think to do that though, they just gotta tone down and wait until they have things locked before they say it's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? So that's my only qualm with AEW. Uh, I I think they're both great. I think it's awesome that fans in North America especially have options. I think it's great that wrestlers have more than one major company to work for right now. Um, But yeah, that's it. As far as voting from our patrons go, uh, best promotion was AEW by 60%, WWE by 30%. I was actually surprised that number was as high as it was. Uh, and then New Japan and stardom five percent on that vote there. The best TV show featuring in ring wrestling is next a uh, mouth.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> Who only exactly, watches one show. Yeah. yeah. It's it's yeah, it's dynamite for sure. It's mostly I love the way that they have a regular week, but I also love themed episodes like we had winter is coming stuff like that. And it's it's always captivating and I always look forward to watching it and it always goes by pretty quickly. Just before we roll on here, I want to go back to
3: last year on the best promotion because I just looked at the numbers here and it's staggering because (laughs) last year compared to this year. So, again, AEW this year, 60% of the vote WWE. 30 percent of the vote last year best promotion voted by our patrons patreon.com slash snme radio aew 91 percent wow wow i mean
1: that's what i mean the vibe was way different at this time last year man
3: wwe four percent so again you can call it the the evil empire whatever you Mm -hmm. want to look at but I mean, this just goes to show resiliency and, and everything else. I mean, again, they've had 50, you know, the old Tony Conline, They've had 50 years, blah, blah, blah. Dude, you've had four years now, and it's been like this. So this is what mm. we need, that consistency from them. Okay, let's go on to uh, the rest of the panel here <laughs> for your best television show in ring wrestling. math. Uh, Matt.
1: Yeah, so I I just kind of ripped Dynamite and AEW, but I do think overall the best television show is AEW Dynamite. We had to dodge a lot of 2.0, a lot of the rainbow Technicolor dream in NXT, and uh, I think NXT has improved SmackDown, much improved. I would sooner watch... Two Smackdowns over one raw, even though that would be longer to watch two Smackdowns. I would still prefer to watch two Smackdowns that are raw. Anyway, Raw sucks. Smackdown, all right. NXT, yeah, hit and miss. AEW Dynamite, the most consistent and best wrestling show on television.
4: All right, Boris. I agree with Matt. It's AEW Dynamite. For me, it's just consistently the best show. I was, it was, I was tossing between that and believe it or not, guys impact they've had some amazing matches this year some amazing matches including a one hour uh, mike bailey josh alexander match recently that if you gotta watch it if you have an hour to spare but it's aw dynamite for me just on that consistent level
2: all
3: right joe your pick for best in-ring wrestling show and why is it raw <laughs> no
0: it's aw <laughs> aw dynamite look i like raw don't get me wrong but Dynamite is still the show. If I didn't have to cover RAW, Dynamite's the show that I would still want to go watch live.
3: And that's the thing. That's where I was kind of split on this because, in parentheses, you have featuring in ring wrestling. So if if we're going by an in ring wrestling show, it's a close one and two for me. Dynamite and SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> as far as a put together show, SmackDown ten to one. Um, Dynamite's always just like here's this and this and this and this and this whereas SmackDown lately especially they've been having linear threads through the show where as a TV viewer it engages me more but uh, you know, if Dynamite has the occasional episode like that where they have a thread it's a good show with some great matches it's like watching when Nitro was really good and fun and interesting because there were times where Nitro back in the... And I'm speaking 20 something years ago now I get that I'm old but you know, there, there were times where shows were really great that could have a ton of matches. Raw, Raw's War, you'd have like 10, 12 matches a show sometimes. And it was awesome because you still had that linear thread throughout. But Dynamite, as far as wrestling goes, great. As far as an overall show, I give it to SmackDown. So that's my thought there. As far as our panel goes, uh, the best television show, AEW Dynamite, gets 85%. And Friday Night SmackDown is behind with 12%. So basically a one and two there as well. This next category, I'm very interested to see what everybody has to say because I think this is another one that could be based on what we are exposed to. I know that I'm going to pick one that nobody else here is going to have, but it's something that we have actually talked about on the main show as well. Uh, so if you guys don't mind, actually, I'm going to jump in first for this one. The best supporting media, which can be a book, a digital series, network show, Peacock, a and uh, we can add Vice in there. We can add uh, all these things that, that cover wrestling and support wrestling from the outside. My pick for 2022 is a book that has gotten some huge tread this year. And yeah, I'm biased because he's a buddy of mine. But uh, wrestler Vance Nevada released this book this year, Uncontrolled Chaos, Canada's Remarkable Professional Wrestling History. And this thing right now by some dude here in Canada, indie wrestler extraordinaire. Everybody knows Vance. Uh guys like Meltzer Novance but not maybe not a household name to everybody else this is actually number 1 and 2 right now in sports books on Amazon so this guy is killing it wrestlers from across North America and around the world have all gotten copies of this thing they're plugging it i've got mine and i got to say it's the most articulate and detailed history of Canadian pro wrestling ever so i'm very biased because i'm picking it as a canadian supporting media but this book if you get a chance to get your hands on it or find a digital version of it i'm telling you everything you want to know about every wrestling promotion some that only lasted a week he has the history on the championships on i'm a nerd for stuff like that so that for me was my pick for best supporting
0: media joe let's go to you actually that 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 book is actually on my on my reading list for for uh like for for this year Oh, but, dig uh, in, man. It's fun. Yeah, go ahead. Well, the thing is, I, I also picked a book for my best media. Um, it's a book called, and that's, it, it, I think, Dan, actually, you guys who watch Japanese wrestling will, will appreciate this. It's called Ganbaru, written by uh, Jonathan Foye and Fumi Saito, who covers Puro in Japan. Uh, it's centered around the Mitsuhama Masawa uh, exodus, leaving all Japan to form Noah. But it does delve into a little bit of history of, of the Japanese wrestling uh you know promotions, New Japan and All Japan. And it also describes and talks about some of the prominent wrestlers from the All Japan glory, glory days. And as a fan of the 90s All Japan stuff, I, I just I ate this book up because it, you know, you don't see a lot of this material uh, in North America.
3: Very cool. I like that too. And yeah. I like all these obscure things too the more obscure the better but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be uh, mouth what do you got for your best supporting media
2: well I have to say that book that you talked about sounds fascinating I, I would totally would like to read that uh, Canadian history because I you know that's what some of the first stuff I saw as a kid was distinctly Canadian stuff my, my uh,
3: copy's around here somewhere like yeah when we have our break between episodes here I might grab <laughs> it and tell you about it because it's nuts but go on
2: uh, I picked, again, because I am somewhat AEW-focused. I love it. I look forward to it every week. It takes up 10 minutes, 15 minutes of my time, and that's Hey, Ew with yeah. RJ. Um, I love it every week. I've known RJ for, like, a super long time. We, I mean, you already talked about him earlier on. I didn't want to give away that I had this in here, but I, I, I so look forward to this every week. The thing that is so great is it doesn't matter. You know what, uh, Mike? Jade's best performance
0: was on <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's a
3: it's an SMI miracle. That was
2: Jade's <laughs> best performance.
3: It's an SMI the- miracle. It Damn the mouth of Exactly.
2: It is. You it is crazy Jade. Stuff. It
3: is and Christmas best time. in the same sentence. It is. It is Christmas
2: time. It's a festive
1: miracle. Oh, what happened God. next yeah. in Toronto? They say. Yeah. <laughs> we through three sizes that day.
2: Oh wow! Oh, wow. It's it's just the, my the, my point. I was getting to is that it doesn't matter if it's old school vet like Arn and Regal, or if it's someone like Jade or the Guns this week uh you know he, he the one he did with ricky starks was really good like oh it's my just, god they're all so good yeah it's a great concept it's super fun and it doesn't overstay it's welcome that's the best part about it and yeah i i again i look forward to it every sunday morning so hey ew
3: i love it i love it uh boris your favorite supporting media this year for wrestling
4: I do want to give a shout out to the uncontrolled chaos. Um, That's I read through just a couple pages here and there when I got my copy. And I can't wait to just delve like jump right into a lot of stuff. Jim Cornette was praising it. Right. So but my pick is that little known peacock show WWE evil. It was a very fun show. I wish it was on the network. I wish more people got to see this. Uh, But this was actually a really well maybe overproduced. WWE history, um, you know, but it was a fun little watch, and that's was that, the, was that the one
3: on the heels that Cena narrated, or who who did that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, okay, he produced that one too, didn't he? Yep, yeah, he did, he did. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I've been looking to find that show, I might have to give it a peek ski for sure. And Matthew Editor, your pick for best supporting media this year
1: nice yeah I've heard good things about that and I'm very interested to check out the books you guys have mentioned this has been a really cool uh, category very diverse I was going to mention a book John Moxley's book Mox but that technically came out in November of 2021 so it just
3: counts though man that's fine
1: if we count Mox's book then I I too will will try to classy this thing up a little bit try to get a little intellectual in here but am I right holy (laughs) so I'm going with John Moxley's book Mox another thing that I I feel it uh, needs a shout out because I thought Mox wasn't going to qualify. Uh, AEW's countdown two series right before a pay-per-view where they run through the card in like 60 to 90 minutes. Those things are always spectacular.
3: Very cool. Very cool. I like this. Uh, as far as our voting from our patrons, the, uh, the best supporting media for wrestling, uh, fair mentions here, tales from the territories, even though ratings wise, it's kind of had a, a bit of a challenge. Uh, definitely a great show. The Rock uh, producing great show with Vice. I think, I think they might have come out of the gate strong, and I think with that, unfortunately, it kind of started to taper off a bit. But definitely some great shows. The first few are, are amazing. I'm curious to see what happens in the future. Uh, I was most interested, obviously, in the Stampede Wrestling one because that's that's what I grew up with watching. And then uh, all the other coverage. So that was a great show for sure. Uh, Being the elite. Also got a, a pick here in second place tied with Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. There haven't been many of those lately, but uh, he was getting some some interesting, cool guests on that for a while. And then uh, to support you, uh, Mr. Editor, uh, the Mox Book came in on third. So nice, nice, definitely some great picks here. And again, I'm just going to give it a plug because he's my dude. But Uncontrolled Chaos, Canada's Remarkable Professional Wrestling History. Uh, by Vance Nevada, it is uh, online right now. I think it it comes in about sixty bones, and I'm telling you that is a deal. When you
0: look at how much work he put into this book, it's it's insane. It's be, absolutely- uh, the Kindle version is about thirty three. If if someone's interested in uh, electronically as well, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, the reason I I recommend the book though is because it's it's one of those
3: things honestly where I don't know if a Kindle does it justice. Because it's 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 like a mini encyclopedia book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like you no, can for dig sure. Dig into it. So that's why I'll say get a hard copy of it. But yeah, Kindle for sure. If if you just want to get the history and have it on hand, it's it's a great, great piece. And it's Canadian. So I mean, ooh, right. Okay. Our biggest industry story of the year. Hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. Hmm. This should be a sweep, I think. Should yeah. it not?
4: actually do not have any of the two that were voted on by the patrons. Okay, so, Boris, what imaginary world were you living in this year? <laughs> I, I Actually, I'm with Boris. I didn't have oh. one of the two either. Okay, Boris, what's your pick? All right, so, obviously, you know, the two picked by the patrons are huge. So, well, let's read the patrons first, just because let's get it out of the way. All right, well, the
3: Vince retirement, obviously, is number one. Vince McMahon's exit from WWE, the fall of Vince McMahon, whatever you want to call it. Uh, And then the all-out media scrum came in at number two. I will say that I had a tie for mine uh, based on what side of pro wrestling you look at. And I'm wondering if one of you guys have that one. So, Boris, we'll let you go ahead first and see what you got for yours. Uh, The biggest industry story of 2022.
4: Right. So, for me, obviously, those two are huge. And I wanted to think outside the box. So, I'm going with the entire Cody leaving AEW drama, where is he going to end up going back to WWE? To me, that's huge. Like, that was a huge game changer. Uh, you know, it, you know, if <laughs> it's kind of funny how I'm going to say this, but if all of the other things didn't happen, we would all be voting Cody back to WWE as number one.
0: OK, I might challenge that, but Joe, go ahead. I, I, I'm with Boris. I had the same thing. Like, the obvious choice was Vince stepping down. Okay, not right. gonna, but I mean, you, you know, you could argue that the Logan Paul signing was big from a more mainstream side because of who Logan Paul is. Right. But from a wrestling perspective, yeah, Cody leaving AEW to go back to WWE. I mean, everyone was talking about that. And it was a pretty at times polarizing thing that happened. You know, he's a traitor. He's this he's that he's you know, he's coming home. He, you know, he was supposed to stay with AEW for life. So I, I had that as my top story. Well, my top story was
3: Vince. Uh, I'm surprised that nowhere on this the death of Antonio Inoki came up.
1: Agreed. Yeah. yeah, I think is that, is that think just that's, nothing? Is that... <laughs> you no, know, no, that makes a lot of sense, man. I think that's just because we are on the panel a little bit of a younger audience comparatively, it, and it's
2: and, still honestly it's a it's a big deal. But honestly, it's still not a biggest deal as Vince stepping. Oh, down. it's not as big like, a I, deal, no, but. Like, i, I still me, think it's, I it's mean, bigger I, than I, cody vince and- is, vince, is one, vince stepping down is one of those things where i just never thought it would happen right like I, right. it's it never in a million trillion years he's gonna die backstage in the gorilla position that's what's gonna happen like never in a million years did you ever expect that he would step down that there would ever be enough pressure uh so i mean i like i you know, Cody going back, I mean, yeah, fine, but it's nowhere near anything like that. Retort? Anyone? Retort?
1: Uh No, I'll just kind of back that up. Like, in a year where CM Punk and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks explode and kind of ruin AEW to a degree, in a year where Cody leaves and goes back to WWE, in a year where the great Antonio Inoki, all-time legend, literal politician in japan where he passes away it's not even close guys vince mcmahon vince mcmahon left wwe what are we doing here what are we doing here come on you're making me edit more matt that's what you're doing <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch that
2: matt I, I
0: just just to to add to that i think it's also like you know we're all in north america and look i i have the utmost respect for antonio inoki's Uh, contributions to the business but i also had the same type of respect for paraguayo and he passed away in 2019 that wasn't one of my biggest stories in 2019 and that guy outdrew if you look at the numbers hulk hogan in his heyday so you know what i mean like i think that's part of the reason why this didn't make the list the reason i looked at enoki and
3: vince is the two biggest stories of the year for me is which were the ones that made it to the mainstream the most and obviously the vince one was 10 to 1 but the next thing that i saw in my feeds everywhere for me you know when people were asking me about it who's this antonio anoki guy because he was everywhere the day it happened so i mean there is no wrong answer here guys honestly uh but it's it's definitely something that that i'm a little surprised just to say that it got it got overlooked by pretty much everybody and and that's not a that's not a call out it's just yeah it's just one of those weird things i guess for wrestling but Anyway, uh, the biggest industry stories uh, from our panel, from our patrons, was the Vince Retirement, and this one I got a kind of question, because was it the biggest industry story, or was it the biggest insy fan story, and that is the all-out media scrum? I mean, it drew a lot of attention. You know, people were curious to see what happened, but I I don't know.
2: It's it's not like it changes the industry, like Vince stepping down. It changed AEW's industry quite a bit. It changed their side of it. Because they lost yeah, a ton,
3: they lost a ton of things on that with with ratings and money and everything since then. Like, you know, they're they're not drawing. Granted, the guy's injured, but still, he's not there. And the guy, like, love or hate him, he was a draw. You know, um, and and you could argue that he was outdrawing the elite. He was outdrawing everybody, and that's the way it was. They were selling a lot more tickets when CM Punk was on the roster than when he wasn't. So, I, I think. Yeah,
1: I don't think that's 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 not an argument.
3: Nope. Oh, Matt.
1: Oh no, did Perry. it freeze? And I think it is a humongous oh. story for that reason.
3: So <laughs> you froze for your entire point. I'm not even kidding.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it froze that you said, nah, and I think it's a humongous gonna... story for that reason. But <laughs> yeah. go, back. go ahead, it. give give her point again. Yeah. Uh sorry, sorry about that. Okay, well, what I was gonna say is uh Mike, I don't think it's a debate. I think that's just math. CM Punk is just more of a draw than the Elite, than Kenny Omega, than the Young Bucks. That's a fact, and that's why the story was so huge and remains so huge, because it's a huge hole in AEW. All right, the best moment.
3: It made you happy to be a wrestling fan. This I found an interesting question. I, I never really thought about that this year until I got the questionnaire here. But the best moment that made you happy to be a wrestling fan Let's go with the happiest guy on the panel, and that is Dan the Mouth Lebransky. Dan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was mine, mine's pretty simple. Like, mine's one of those ones like where you ask somebody the meaning of life and they say, like, well, try to be nice to people. Don't eat too many fats. You know, go for a walk once in a while. Um, I just like being able to sit down and watch a weekly wrestling show and not want to pull my hair out. I mean, honestly, that's I don't I I don't have and there, there was nothing really industry wise or store even I don't know where I would go. Gosh, yes, I'm so glad to be a wrestling fan. It was more like I'm just glad that I can sit down and watch a weekly show and uh, not want to, you know, throw a brick at the TV by the end. Fair enough. Fair enough. Boris, your favorite moment, the best
3: moment that made you happy to be a wrestling fan.
4: It was honestly Triple H taking over creative in WWE. It was finally we can watch WWE again. And it was more of the curiosity, right? And I know it's going to take a while to see his influence really, really be seen. Uh, But we've seen a couple of stuff here and there. As you already pointed out, business is up. Ratings are up. Morale seems to be up. Uh, So for me, it was like I felt happy watching WWE again as soon as Triple H took over. Matt, what was your favorite moment of being a wrestling fan this year?
1: So it's strange because I love CM Punk. I really do. He's one of my favorites of all time. I was pumped to see him win the AEW title. But you know what my favorite moment was? Is when Mm. Moxley absolutely vaporized cm punk and won the world title in like 90 seconds that was so much fun it was so shocking and it happened to be exactly what i thought they might do what i was hoping they would do and they pulled the trigger on it i was standing up i was yelling on my couch like go box like yeah like knock this man out like i was so pumped it reminded me of being a kid watching wrestling and he they actually pulled it off they they hooked me on that one and that was that was the moment this year where i was just fully fully engaged fully sucked in
3: i will say this uh they sold that beautifully too when punk was holding his foot again like oh no it's happened again and like i i kind of got hooked in on that too i was hook line and sinker on that match that was great joe your favorite moment as a wrestling fan this year
0: um there were a ton but i'm gonna go with a one with a bit more feeling at least for me anyways it was when mox returned from rehab and he cut that promo on dynamite uh, you can feel that promo pretty hard, and like the you know the line of uh, you know I don't run from demons; I just beat the crap out of them. Paraphrasing yeah. there. Yeah. Also, uh, unofficially, I'd like to include for my personal best moment: Raw from July fourth of this year. <laughs> not not so much because of the show; you know, the show is funny, but man, that was one of the funnest times I've ever like had recording a podcast. That was insane. So. so- <laughs> For those that aren't
3: privy to this, uh, this was the episode where our truth came out as Uncle Sam, and uh,
0: what was it, Joe? Was I just overtired, or what it, happened? It, like it, it, was, it was, it was this speech uh, where he, where he wanted to honor the soldiers that defended the planet Earth from the. Aliens. Oh my God! Yeah, and then he said, you know, and and to quote Will Smith, "Welcome, welcome to, to Earth,", Earth. <laughs> <laughs> and we both lost it. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, Dan, Dan's an, looking at an, it's like what the hell are these guys talking about right that's, now that's <laughs> an uno, that's an unofficial moment but it was act, like it was still one of the best moments for me as a wrestling fan in 2022 so. you
3: have brought that up before uh so yeah if, if you want to hear something really stupid uh July 4th Tuesday morning cooked it was um yeah we were both just dead by the
0: end of that one but uh cool plus that that was the Otis puke too the Otis puking oh right <laughs> because he had 23 hot dogs versus 22. And Tozawa
3: <laughs> had what like 48 or something Yeah, anyway. Uh best moment for me to be happy to be a wrestling fan. Uh this is going to sound total cheese ball, but I'm I'm going personal on this one too and that was uh the day we announced that uh Jason was handing over the show to me and I got to work with you knuckleheads so it's been uh, i know right god bless
1: us everyone yeah exactly (laughs) but it's
3: it's true dan you and i had a very lengthy conversation in your backyard while listening to beauregard records um but it, it was <laughs> that's right it Wow, was, uh,
0: beauregard. Oh yeah my God, that's amazing
3: <laughs> yeah you guys got to look up uh, for those who don't know beauregard what other what other great wrestling well the sweet daddy seeking so here's sweet daddy the thing Seeky. yeah yeah. so here's the thing dan and okay so again i this is my weekly bret hart drop or whatever so did i tell you dan that i texted <laughs> that he did text back about those those albums
2: yeah he was asking where you got them yeah. or something yeah, like that so, or whatever yeah so we're in dan's backyard
3: when I was down visiting last and he pulls out these sweet daddy Siki records. And apparently sweet daddy was doing karaoke in Toronto there and, and still had his own night and everything for a while mouth. you said he used to go to it and oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So after my last day in Toronto, before I had to go to the airport, I actually spent, uh, going all around Toronto to every used record store. I could find oh, every single one and every store said they just had a copy and it had just been sold to somebody else like sweet daddy
2: seeky has got some serious cred in toronto that yeah that's surprising that i don't know that sounds maybe like record store line to me
3: well but maybe I- but but i will throw this out there if anybody has sweet daddy Seeky records that they would like to sell to me that will be gifted to a certain canadian icon that's hilarious yeah, because that's amazing yeah he, he le- wants them. he legitimately said that his favorite yeah. one of his favorite wrestlers was sweet daddy seeking yes we were joking we were joking about it uh when i did the dungeon wrestling show he's like yeah you know he wasn't really my you know favorite singer you know <laughs> but he's one of his favorite wrestlers right right yeah so, yeah yeah so if yeah. anyone out there listening wants to get a Sweet Daddy Seeky record in the hands of the hitman, uh, just contact me because uh, I want to make this happen for the guy. I think it would be amazing. You, but...
2: you know what's The funny thing about that for me is that all three of those Sweet Daddy Seeky records I found in uh, thrift stores. I didn't find yeah. any of them in record stores. Wow. I found them all in thrift stores. Yeah. Well, yep. to
3: go back to that, though, Dan and I had this, this huge conversation <laughs> and I, I did... Uh, Kind of gush a bit about uh just what it means to be a part of this uh this neat little community and to be hosting the best of show. Are you kidding? The only thing that could make this greater is if I got to host the worst of show too. Oh wait. <laughs> Flip the tape
2: over. It's time to go. <laughs>
3: there you have it, friends. The best of twenty twenty-two as decided by the SNME radio patrons. Uh, oh, I didn't go to the patrons' of decisions here. The Vince retirement was uh, actually the number one story for their best moment. Uh, Stone Cold's return and Sami Zayn's 2022. Uh, Triple H taking over creative AEW in Toronto and Colt Commander versus Jericho was a big Oof. enough deal oh, for somebody was out there. A couple there. Of votes wow. for that, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm wow there you have it that is your voice out there and again if you want to have your voice heard or better yet we would love to hear your voice snmeradio.com patreon.com slash radio. uh fellas we're gonna do it all for the worst of next week are you ready
2: hell yeah oh yeah, yeah. this is yeah. this is that was just warm up
3: <laughs> <laughs> matt's just sitting patiently yeah i guess
1: i think the zen <in> likes <laughs> fate ready to right just there, Tyler yeah, I know That's what I'm saying. I'm ready to just go hard on Billy Corgan and everything he's done in 2020.
3: <laughs> 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 Alright, Mouth, you're going to help me out with this. Thank you for listening to the best of Sunday night's main event and the best of 2022. Until next time, thanks for listening Let me do what I do. Please safe, drive safe. I'll be seeing ya. Brother.